I was just looking at that opening slide here, and it looks like we're going to have a virtual or an actual uh, uh, health, freedom, and healing party. Yes, uh, four people are scheduled today. Yeah, look at that. Brian Festa, Emily Toms, Ashley Tipton, and Cami Moreno. Moreno. Brian, of course, uh, uh, we the Patriots USA. We got some updates. Uh, what if, uh, let's say, you were in Idaho, of all places. You escaped L.A. or California and went to Idaho, and then a, a daycare center refused to allow for religious exemption. That happened. We're going to talk about that for sure. Also, uh, in hour two, we talked about uh, Kimberly Overton, our good friend from the Nurse Freedom Network. Lots of good stuff happening there. Emily Toms and Cami Moreno continuing the evolution of nursing in America back to holistic, sane practices. I'm very excited about that. That's happening hour two. The universal flu shot, guess what it's going to be? mRNA. I've told you. I told you. <laughs> we got that. And finally, the Fauci amnesia. I forgot everything. I'm too busy running a $6 billion empire. I forgot everything. We got that and a whole lot more. Tell your friends. Join us at robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room. We'll check out who's there. And we'll see you there in just a moment because we're about to get this healing party started now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, as we crank up another edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, many thousands of shows in since opening the microphone in 1999. I was thinking about all those shows. I can't remember them. Wait, no, that's Anthony Fauci. He can't remember stuff. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, yesterday, I have to acknowledge, we had a, a, a very kind and concerned message from one of our loyal uh, supporters and listeners about a particular topic we covered once or twice. I don't know. Uh, you know, this show is about health and healing. And sometimes we hit some uh, topics that some people are going to go, oh, I don't think I want that. I don't like that. I would never do that. Yet there are those that, funny enough, would go, oh, that was awesome. Please do more of that. <laughs> it's like there's there's no way you can, uh, especially because we're not narrow casters, we're broadcasters. But yes, the narrow, if you will, the narrowing is even if we do politics, it's about the principles of health and healing. I believe that uh, that healing comes from God, not government. And that's going to be our starting point. But when it comes to various forms of, of natural medicine, healing and detoxification, there are going to be some things that some of you, like Super Don, are going to go, I'm not doing that. That's okay. That's okay. So you want to uh, share the show, and I know you do, but you're worried. What if they find that one show that you didn't like, that you found offensive? Just say, hey. There's thousands of others to choose from. Don't worry. Just pass that one on by. If you don't like that topic, there's always going to be something probably more often than not that you're going to go, Ooh, that was really good and interesting. I might, I might want to try that because it's funny because the, the, the therapy we talked about yesterday, I don't even bring it up because I don't want to uh, scare any of you off. I got a te text from one of my other fans saying, Oh, I love that topic. In fact, I'll pay you to do more on that. <laughs> I just had to laugh. They were being a little bit tongue in cheek on it. But anyway, thank you for being here. First uh, story up is before we get to the guests. So we've got Brian Festa, We the Patriots USA. Emily Tom's going to share some stories about how even in uh, red-leaning states, so to speak, if we talk blue and red, there are those within those states that will deny your freedom, religious autonomy, to not be molested or to have your kids not be molested. By what? In this case, medicine, vaccines. We're going to get to that in a little bit. Also, the Nurse Freedom Network is growing. Uh, Ashley Tipton and Kemi Moreno are scheduled in hour two. But first story up, if you go to robertscottbell.com, there is each and every day the headlines for the show. 
the, the stories we'll cover, the guests we're going to have on. And Super Don sends them out as a newsletter. He missed yesterday. It was so busy, but he's packed in today's newsletter for you. And if you haven't already subscribed, just go to robertscatbell.com or text my initials RSB to 22828. Yeah, this is the number. If you see it on the screen, 22828 on your phone. If you're not driving, go ahead and send RSB and you'll get prompted to enter your email address and you'll get the newsletter. And in fact, I think the uh, poll question of the day surrounds the <laughs> the topic that we were that was called to question by one of our listeners. Uh, would you dare uh, share the show based on that or not? Here it is. Would you hesitate to share our show with your friends if we did a segment on, yep, I know, you're in therapy. I know, gross, ick, yuck, I know. And so the que- answers are, OMG, yes, yuck. No, you guys can talk about all therapies or you're not sure. So it just, you know, get us a little little silly with uh, maybe some serious healing topics that are offensive to some, but we can't limit ourselves to the only those that are accepted, those therapies that are accepted or else all we be doing is talking about pharmaceutical pseudoscience and their mandates. And that's definitely not what this show is about. So the opening story, I think I hinted at this yesterday. This is from the defender and I'm looking forward to seeing Bobby Kennedy uh, this Friday night, uh, the second of December in, uh, I don't know, LA area somewhere. Um, Tony O'Donnell is hosting a big children's health defense fundraiser, and I should be broadcasting live that day, Friday. Uh, and that'll be noon to two, uh, for Pacific time, same time zone, you know, wherever you are, but I say, no, it's not the same time zone, but you know, at same time, wherever you are, I'm not changing it for that day, but, uh, we'll be uh, broadcasting live from there. That's the plan. But, uh, this headline is big from the Brownstone Institute originally. Wow. Fauci can't recall practically anything in a seven hour deposition. Uh, Subheadline: during seven hours of questioning under oath relating to a lawsuit alleging he and other Biden administration officials colluded with social media companies to censor COVID-19 related content. Dr. Anthony Fauci said he had no clear memory of details that would shed light on his involvement in speech suppression. You know, well, what, what choice does he have? Either he pleads the fifth or he says he can't remember. And that's the <clears throat> Hillary Clinton school of depositions. I don't recall. I can't remember on and on that, that would go. And we don't have a transcript from it, but we look forward to that. We've gotten some uh, uh, leaks from it about the things that were uh, revealed over seven hours as reported by Louisiana attorney general, Jeff Landry. He claims uh, Fauci mostly stonewalled detailed questioning by answering that he has no clear memory. <laughs> And his quote, wow, it was amazing to spend seven hours with Dr. Fauci, the man who single-handedly wrecked the U.S. economy based upon the science, only to discover that he can't recall practically anything dealing with COVID response. How realistic is that that he's telling the truth? Dude, if he's a sociopath, he's a psychopath. I'm not giving him an official diagnosis. That's just an uninformed, radical, renegade radio talk show host's opinion based on his behavior. He lies, and then he lies about lying. And then he claims he didn't say what he said while he says what he said tomorrow, but not yesterday. You follow? (laughs) Bobby Kennedy, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. sent out a tweet. Yes, we do all deserve to know how involved Dr. Fauci was in pandemic, in the censorship of the American people during the COVID pandemic. And that was uh, from Attorney General out of uh, Missouri. Was that? No, Eric Schmidt, the Attorney General of Missouri, also Uh, brought the suit along with the Louisiana AG. He said some takeaways include Fauci knew the lab leak theory had merit, but it had come back to him and sought to immediately discredit it. He defended lockdowns. 
The rest of us don't have the ability to determine what's best for ourselves. Yes, he's an authoritarian. Is that obvious? It should be. In addition, he wrote in the Fauci deposition this week in court, the court reporter sneezed. Fauci wanted her to wear a mask. This is the mentality in November 2022 of the guy who locked down our country and ruined countless lives and livelihoods. He's a wussy. I'm just saying it politely. He's scared. He's afraid. He's a fear monger and he lives in fear. Doesn't he look a little bit like a rat? Scurrying about, the lights go on, run, hide, I don't remember anything. Absolutely amazing. There are some bulleted points of this uh, seven hours. Again, we don't have the transcript, but there's some things that uh, uh, were revealed. You know, it's, it's astonishing that he claimed here that he didn't know things that he obviously knew, right? Fauci has described policy responses that included welding shut the doors to people's apartments and full totalitarian controls on movement as a very organized and well-regimented implementation of social distancing measures. What did I say yesterday in the show? They would love to have the power of the Chinese Communist Party. Why is Biden so effete in condemning what's happening in terms of the brutalization, the lockdowns, the zero COVID policies? The reason he's not condemning it is because he wants it. The people in power right now in America want that. The Democrats primarily, although there are probably some Republicans who are authoritarian and would find ways to use those powers in maybe different ways. But this is why no matter what belief you have, if you have an affinity for Democrats or Republicans, you do not want that centralized bureaucracy having such power because the moment the other party that you don't like gets in, they will wield that power in ways you don't like. Just because you like it now, not a good idea to support it because when they're out of power, your guys, the other guys you call the bad guys are going to take over and they're going to use that power and wield it on and against you. This, this is such an important point that so many people miss or so few people get within the passionate support for Republicans or Democrats, if you are that. We don't claim party affiliation here. We stand on principle. And the, the primary principle is your rights come from God, not government. And government was instituted among men many, Noel, now centuries ago to what? Limit the action of government against the rights that preexist government. Isn't that interesting? It's just astonishing. Now, here are some other bullet points we'll go through real quick here. Fauci claimed that he had no knowledge that his communications team did not coordinate with social media companies to stop misinformation and disinformation until he was forced to admit that he actually did know of certain instances of such coordination. Fauci said disinformation and misinformation, information he disagrees with, put lives at risk. We know that. That's what he claims. Fauci refused to define gain of function. I mean, this is the fun fact. Fauci is a hypochondriac. That's what I said. If you witness his fear of germs, somebody sneezes anywhere near him, he might actually believe the lies that he's spouting. This is why I say the greatest vulnerability, and there are many you could argue are equal to that, but our greatest vulnerability has been played out in the COVID crazy era is our fear of germs. Tell me I'm wrong. If you guys and gals out there, oh, I'm pointing fingers now. Uh-oh. We're not afraid of germs. They could not have gotten away with this. Oh, my gosh. Uh, a brand new virus. Something that's contaminating the world. It's going to breathe. You can breathe it. You're going to die. If you didn't believe it, they couldn't have pulled off what they did. Now, the question is, do enough of you 
Have you outgrown the fear of germs so that they can't get away with it again? Because you know they're going to try. You know they are going to try. Fauci repeatedly claimed that he couldn't recall or couldn't remember and attempted to bolster incredible statements by appealing to the volume of emails he would receive or issues or studies. You know, it's like, ah, man, I'm just, I'm just a busy guy. I'm just a busy guy. How about this one? I'm in charge of NIAID and it's $6 billion budget. And I just don't have time to remember all of this stuff about, hey, how about the the Great Barrington Declaration? Remember that? He said that. He said, I, I don't know about that. I don't have time. I'm running a $6 billion empire. My words in that case. But it turns out he had to admit that he came out strongly against it and tried to discredit it. But he didn't have time to pay any attention to the Great Barrington Declaration, which was made by a number of physicians and scientists across the world that stood against the, the lies and deceptions that we need to shut down and lock down, and that would be the only way we could survive this. You know, the only way we survive this moving forward is if we stand on principle and not fear. What has it been said? God did not give you the spirit of fear. And if fear is creeping in, it means you're off course. And you need to correct course. Not turn your bodies and lives over to a bunch of elitist propagandists who are authoritarian in their very belief system where they acknowledge in their own belief system that they don't think you're capable of caring for yourself or your children. So we want to break in and violate the very special and spiritual relationship and responsibility you've been given over your children. Folks, look to government as the solution for the problems that government creates at your own peril. Let's bring back in to the show, I think the second time he's on, Brian Festa is here and he's brought a very special guest, Ashley Tipton, to talk about some of these things where people have gone off course and look to government to grant us rights that are just privileges and deny the rights that we claim by virtue of our religious beliefs to not be molested and not have our children molested by medicine. Brian, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show once again. Hey, Robert, how's it going? It's actually my third time on, believe it or not. See, yes. all right. I, I claim Fauci. I can't remember. I've got I've got a six billion dollar <laughs> empire. to. <laughs> well, it's welcome back. To defense. There's no way to. There's no way to disprove it. It's a great defense, you know. Isn't it, though? I, I He's not going to plead the fifth. He'll just not remember. Brian, thanks for being on for the third time. I appreciate you. Love you so much for all that you're doing with We the Patriots USA.org. And we have that linked up, of course, in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. And why don't you uh, introduce Ashley here for us and why she's on with you together today? So we have today Ashley Tipton from Meridian, Idaho. Um, she is a client of ours, our first Idaho client here um, since we've relocated. We recently relocated the business to Idaho, um, the greater Boise area. We were previously in Connecticut. If you remember, I think the first time mm-hmm. I was on your show, we were yes. still located in Connecticut. And so we're now in Idaho. And uh, Ashley came to us because, uh, believe it or not, some of the same things that we were seeing going on in Connecticut uh, with regard to vaccinations, with regard to religious exemptions, are now going on in Idaho. And Ashley mm-hmm. had an experience um, at her daughter's uh, child care center, uh, at the daycare in Meridian called New Horizon Academy. And apparently uh, they do not respect the laws of Idaho. Uh, there's a very clear statute in the state of Idaho that says that you cannot um, force a 
child to be immunized, you have to allow an exemption. And for daycare centers, if you are a licensed daycare center in the state, and I can get into that more specifically in a moment, but just to introduce Ashley, that's how we we got connected and we're taking on her fight now. We're going to take mm-hmm. it all the way to court. Ashley, how did you find We the Patriots USA and Brian? Gosh, um, I started questioning the, the vaccines after she was vaccinated initially because that's just what you do, right? That's what the doctors tell you to do. You hit these certain milestones. You hear that it's safe and effective. And um, honestly, you know, with COVID and hearing some of the adverse um, events that were happening and healthy people just falling over on the basketball court, I started to do my own research and ask my own questions, um, decided to just kind of hold off on on her vaccines until the daycare um, let me know that she was overdue for some So I started to do some research and dive a little bit deeper and learned about some of the ingredients and the aborted fetal tissue and um, just wasn't comfortable doing it. And along the way, I found that statute in the in law that says um, you can, you know, submit this exemption for religious, medical or other reasons. Mm -hmm. So I signed it and I submitted it and she said, I'm sorry, but we don't accept these. And um, I, I, you know, I said, well, wow, I thought that was a state law. And she said, well, you know, we choose not to, we're a private entity and these are our policies and here's our handbook. So I went on the hunt looking for a lawyer because this is not my strength, but it seems pretty clear to me, right, that may submit this form. So I started looking for, um, you know, a lawyer to interpret the law for me or, you know, write a letter, um, reached out to a few people and along the way, found um, Brian with We the Patriots and um, what they're doing for people. And he said, you know, yes, this is how I interpret it too. And um, that's where we got started. So Brian, did you, uh, on behalf of, of uh, Ashley or, or through your organization, file a suit against this particular daycare center in Idaho or what's the strategy here? Not yet. That's coming this week. <laughs> that's coming within the next couple of days. We put them on notice. Hey, I gave them every opportunity. We had several uh, communications. We actually had a conference call with their general counsel. They're based up in Minnesota, and apparently they think that they can just have blanket policies uh, across the country. They can do business the same way in Minnesota, the the same way in Idaho as they do in Minnesota. But that's not how the law works, and any lawyer knows first semester law school that you are bound by the laws of your jurisdiction. Whatever uh, state you choose to come and do business in, you subject yourself to the uh, to right, that state's laws. It, it, it's very it's it's very simple. But you know, there's a there's a statute in the state of Idaho concerning immunizations and daycares, and it couldn't be clearer. It's actually um, uh, section thirty nine dash eleven eighteen of the Idaho statutes, and it says that. Uh, any minor child whose parent or guardian has submitted a signed statement to officials of the daycare facility stating their objections on religious or other grounds shall be exempt from the provisions of this section. The provisions of this section, meaning the section that requires immunizations in daycare settings. So uh, they can't now. Now they're trying to get around it apparently by saying, "Well, we're a private business, right? Aren't you guys libertarians? Don't you?" Doesn't mm-hmm. Idaho respect I've heard that argument? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, doesn't Idaho respect private businesses right to operate as, as they please? Well, yes, we do. But the, the we also respect the rights of the individuals and um, you can't just blatantly disregard a law. So for instance, um, there's a law obviously against child abuse and neglect 
you can't do that in a daycare setter, setting either, right? But they can't just say, well, we're a private business. We're allowed to lock mm -hmm. kids up in closets and whip them 50 times if they don't follow directions. We're allowed to break the law because we're a private business. No, you're not. There's a law and you have to follow it. Brian, it's an interesting uh, argument, and I've heard it made, particularly in, in certain red states that are very pro-business, very Republican-dominated, and they'll actually defer to these policies and, and claim that it's the private businesses that are initiating them, as opposed to recognizing that they are coming down from the heavy hand of government and that they're complying with it and saying it's our right as a business. And so they're, they're, it's a confusing argument maybe purposefully so, where I think conservatives of a Republican bent are misinterpreting pro-business, if you will, right? The, the right of a business, a private entity to determine certain things, because there is a line where you can draw and go, okay, this is the realm of private business. We don't want the government engaging in it. But at this point in time, we don't really permit businesses that have asked permission of the state to operate within that state in the corporation's scenario, uh, you know, basically to uh, be be allowed, we don't grant, grant them the privilege to be allowed to discriminate against people because of their religious beliefs. Exactly. You, you can't all of a sudden say that, well, because you have rights as a private business, that individuals' rights, individuals' religious freedom, medical freedom, whatever it is, goes out the window. You know, the, the, the terrifying thing about this case, the reason why we felt it was so important in the case that is going to affect the public interest more broadly in this country is that if this is allowed to happen in a state like Idaho, mm -hmm. then guess what? It's going to happen in Texas. It's going to happen in Florida. It's going to happen in Tennessee, South Carolina, anywhere else it will be allowed to happen. And we cannot let that stand. It is our mission. We have a slogan. You can see it if you can read it in the back for those watching. When you stand up to tyrants, we stand up for you. And this is, thank you for zooming in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, although I, I don't know if you want to zoom in on my face, but <laughs> but but my, my point is, um, we will fight tyranny everywhere and anywhere. And, you know, today is known as Giving Tuesday. Yes, I know that's a corporate invented thing. People say we shouldn't participate in it, even though we're a nonprofit and the only way we make money is through donations. Um, but this underscores the importance of supporting an organization like ours. We encourage everyone to go to wethepatriotsusa.org to donate uh, on this Giving Tuesday. We have a fundraiser, especially a year-end fundraiser. It's going to run through December 31st because we had to dip into our reserves to help Ashley. Um, we didn't have time to put together a specific fundraiser just for her and wait months and months to raise the money. Um, her daughter is being threatened with expulsion tomorrow, the 30th yeah. of November. So mm -hmm. we had to jump into action. We had to write the demand letters. We had to get on the phone with the attorneys. Now we're filing a complaint that's going to be served in court, probably either tomorrow or the next day. Um, and this takes a lot of our resources. So we greatly appreciate any support that we can get. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Ashley, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to piggyback off of that. It, you know, it's not easy as a private individual to kind of put your neck and your name and, you know, everything out there. And, you know, I'm sure that there's people that disagree with me or think I'm crazy, but I chose to take a stance and not just protect my own religious beliefs and what I feel is best for my daughter, but also take a stance for other Idahoans. We all moved there with conservative values. I think most of us anyways, um, and I think it's important for for us to all uphold the laws, right? Which 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 found the basis of why we moved there, um, and it being a conservative red state, 
um, to, to protect that and also to bring awareness to other parents that were like me that didn't know the dangers, that didn't know the rights, that didn't know they were injecting their babies with aborted fetal tissues. And, you know, if you're Christian, I don't know about your church, but mine is pro-life. Um, so I, I, you know, I just pray that it, it, this is not just for me and my daughter, but for other parents to arm them with the truth, right? God, know, God wants everybody to know the truth, to um, e- exploit the lies and to just protect everybody's choice as a parent to choose for religious or otherwise. They're not just denying an, a religious exemption. They're also denying any exemption, which is against the law. But kids that were born with immune issues or can't be vaccinated for medical reasons, they're being um, denied exemption too. And so you're either forced into um, take the risk of an an immune suppressed baby and poison them, fevers, all that kind of stuff, or not have daycare. And I just think it's so wrong. So I just want this case to get out there and for people to know and to to support um, us standing for the law and um, yeah. Ashley, has, has this made the local news yet? Or is that still you're hiding under Not hiding. I mean, but you're sort of under the radar. It hasn't, you know, or do a lot of your friends and community, they know what's going on yet? It's still pretty new. Um, so I don't think it hasn't made the local news that I'm aware of yet. But this is just a start of us trying to get the word out there and to make the public aware, right? To make legislators aware. We, the people voted for our representatives and for these laws, what is a law if it's not being upheld? Mm-hmm. Brian, actually- you mentioned, um, you know, coming from um, Connecticut, you know, what's considered a bluer state where we see a lot of the lockdown support and mandate support. But your point is, I think, hopefully well taken that if this can happen in Idaho, as you said, it'll happen in any state if you don't, you know, push back somehow, some way. And in this case, uh, through your organization supporting an effort against the business, I think that business based in Minnesota. I think that the, the their lawyers are just wanting to milk that business because I think it's very obvious that you just can't ignore the state you're operating in unless, I mean, I, I got that from you as well. Absolutely. And I said as much in that private conference call with their in-house counsel, I said, uh, I, I, I hinted at, well, I used the example of during COVID, right? Uh, during the height of COVID when all of these attorneys were advising their clients, businesses, to fire people and not honor religious exemptions. To me, that is malpractice. Any mm-hmm. business who had their attorney advise them that should be pursuing a malpractice action against that attorney. And I'll tell you why. Because it was clear to me from day one, especially being a civil rights attorney and knowing what I know about employment discrimination lawsuits, that by advising your client to do that, you were going to subject them to a torrent of litigation. The liability exposure would be mm-hmm. so much greater for that than it would be for not granting an exemption. What's the exposure if you grant an exemption? Um, if, if I mean, if you do grant the exemption, what's the exposure that somebody's going to catch COVID and try to say that they caught it in the workplace when they've been to church and they've been to a restaurant. Yeah, it's an unprovable assertion. Yeah, yeah. How are you ever yeah. going to prove that? The liability exactly. exposure was almost zero if you grant the exemptions and it was tremendous by denying the exemptions. So if you sat there as an attorney and told your client, deny these exemptions, fire all these people, yeah. you're guilty of malpractice. 
Well, and you, so you actually hinted at that. Was there a response from the other side when you did no, that? No, I mean, I, I mean, at one point she was like, you know, thanks for telling me how to be a lawyer. You know, she got kind of defensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Colton and I, you know, we're on the call. Colton Boyles is local counsel here in Idaho, and he's working with mm-hmm. us because uh, we just came into Idaho, so we don't necessarily have mm-hmm. all of our uh, Idaho attorneys. So he's local counsel. And, you know, she, she, you know, didn't agree with our arguments and then they referred it to outside counsel. So now they've brought an outside law firm in to represent them. Listen, these arguments are spurious that they're making. Um, They are not legally sound. We feel very, very confident that we are going to prevail here and set a standard for all other daycare facilities, not only in Idaho, but across Mm -hmm. the country. You have to obey the laws. Idaho's law is a personal belief it goes as far as to protect personal belief exemptions. It says religious or any other grounds. If you heard me read it before, you don't have to have a religious objection. You can just say you're not comfortable with the with all these shots. Like, you know, at, at Ashley can say that. Ashley mm-hmm. also does have a religious objection, and we're also pursuing a religious discrimination complaint as well. So we're going to, you know, we're going to take this as far as we need to, uh, to the full extent of the law, we are going to, um, you know, file this claim and defend her right to have mm-hmm. her child protected and raise her child as she sees fit. Only a parent should make a decision what to put in the bodies of their child. Mm-hmm. Not even a doctor gets to make that decision. Okay. Yeah. Certainly not a daycare provider gets to make that decision. Not the state gets to make that decision. Mm-hmm. Ashley gets to make that decision for her daughter. End of story. Yeah. Ashley, how is the human interaction with that on the local level? Are they just, we're just following orders? Is that their line? Um, kind of. Um, she, she informed me that they would lose their license if I didn't make a decision by last Friday or the Friday before, which I don't think is the case because the law clearly states that um, daycare facilities and schools should be exempt from this. So, um, I, you know, I, I think she's encouraging me or I don't want to say bullying me into, I don't understand why she's pushing so hard for me to do this. And so blatantly saying that, no, nope, you're talking about the manager of the local, uh, daycare center that's owned out of Minnesota, right? The local right. one. Yeah. Correct. So if they're claiming that they'll lose their license, if they don't get, uh, a, you know, your, uh, cooperation with their demands. When that's not supported by the law or the or the statutes, that's clearly a misinterpretation. But I just didn't know if there was a human element of you know a little bit of compassion going. You know what I'm I feel I feel for you because you have religious beliefs. I'm just caught in the middle kind of thing. It doesn't sound like that. No, not at all. No. Yeah, and part of you know part of me would say as a parent as well. Well, I'll just find another daycare center. At the same time, that wouldn't set precedent. It wouldn't put put, put a standing and said a stopgap to say this is wrong, and I want to make sure everybody knows it's wrong, so this doesn't happen to other people. Exactly, and coming from a state where you know yeah, I'm going to use the word tyranny, um, you have laws protecting everything you do, right? Um, and I feel like it's important for us to take a stand at, at at this level before it gets further and further away. Um, I have posted on social media, does anybody know of daycare that, you know, allows for exemptions or have any recommendations and gotten a lot of comments like find another daycare. And I'm sorry, but I don't agree with that. I think that um, we as parents have to stand for, you know, first of all, the state law. um, And second of all, uh, the freedom to choose what goes in our bodies, our, our children's bodies. And I feel like if, you know, if people like me or 
Um, me in particular, don't take a stand. We're just going to continue to get our rights infringed upon. And I don't want to let go of my religious beliefs. God's already been, um, you know, kicked out of everything, right? And maybe not as much in Idaho, but school systems, governments. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm just not okay with um, allowing it to continue. How about uh, other family members? Do they know what's going on? Uh, I, I'm obviously immediate family, but you, you've you been spending time in Thanksgiving probably with extended family and friends. Are they aware of what's happening here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, they're supportive. I think, um, you know, most parents in my family and in my community and everybody that I know believe in parental rights, whether it's a vaccine or cancer treatment or education or religion. Um, you know, if, if you're... If you're Christian, if you're Catholic, if you're Jewish or Hindu, um, you, you follow those beliefs and you raise your parent, your children um, in a way that you feel is best. Hmm. Brian, how many how many cases like this have you had to handle so far from various states? Or is this like the first I, I can't imagine that the first time because you've been deal, dealing with this for a while. Well, it's not it's not the first time we've heard of it happening. It's the first time that we've had to take it to court, believe it or not, because and, and this is going to surprise everyone. Believe it or not, in Connecticut, where we came from, this didn't happen. Prior to the religious exemption for vaccinations, mandatory childhood vaccinations being repealed in April of 2021, daycares, even in a state like Connecticut, which I like to refer to as California East, universally in my experience, universally granted exemptions because they knew it was the law. They followed the law. So even in a, a deep blue state like Connecticut, they didn't dare say, oh, no, you can't have an exemption because we're a private business. They said, no, the law says mm -hmm. you're allowed an exemption in a daycare setting. We have to give you one. My children went to childcare when they were very small, okay, and, and they had exemptions. My son, as you know, was seriously injured by a flu shot. We stopped vaccinations after that. And we had, once we learned how they were mm -hmm. produced, we had a sincere religious objection as well. And the daycare every year just said, give us an updated form, sign it. And they honored it. They never argued with us. So we don't actually have not run across this very much at all. And this is the first time that we've um, actually had to go so oh, far as now yeah. to bring a, a legal action in court, because even through the demand letters and the conference calls, None of it worked. Uh, they they didn't back down. So now we have to actually take it to court. It's just to me, it's it's mind blowing that they would push it this far, knowing what the law is. And um, you know, it's it is what it is. This is why we uh, people hate lawyers. A lot of people do, <laughs> but this is why we need lawyers because we 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 have to fight this. Um, we have to stand up for people like Ashley. This is why our organization exists. Ashley, uh, you obviously out in the workforce, otherwise you'd probably be able to take care of the kids at home and not need daycare. Uh, is there some, uh, what, what angle on, on work do you do? Is it in the legal profession? It doesn't sound like it. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I'm far away from legal. Um, I, I work remotely for, yeah. <laughs> I, I work remotely for, um, a software development company, um, related to the health insurance industry. So not, not quite into the dark, um, side of legal, but also on yeah. a dark side of itself. Um, well, yeah, don't I tell your employer that I believe the most dangerous thing you can have in America is really good medical insurance. Um, but, but back He's to right. what you were saying as, as far as this being in Idaho, Rob, I would suspect mm -hmm. that nobody stood up before, right? I would suspect that mm -hmm. nobody has ever said, oh, you don't, 
you don't allow for these, oh, let's check the law. But the law says they never questioned it. And whether you're a parent, a Christian, um, you know, a, a non, non-Christian, um, if you have any stake at all in, in being interested into what goes into your body, you should be interested and you should be invested in this case and our legislation, because guess what? Once that COVID vaccine gets added onto the list after all of these injuries, if you want to say in what goes in your body, you need to take a stance now because that's mm-hmm. that's coming, right? And it just keeps yeah. coming and coming. If not now, then when? If not you, then who, right? If not me, then who? And, and it, you, we expect somebody in government to save us from the actions of government. And that's, you know, that's the interesting thing, Brian, I have to think about sometimes when we go into the courts to seek redress, if you will, that oftentimes these courts are heavily biased in favor uh, and defer to, you know, government experts in some cases. Although I think in this case, the statutes probably in Idaho are so clear, it would be hard to, to you know, to, to rule in the favor of uh, uh a company that's from out of state operating in state that says, oh, no, no, we're going to follow Minnesota's state statutes instead of Idaho's. Yeah, I mean, that's not quite what they said. But 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 I mean, the bottom line is they don't think that this statute applies to them because they're a private business. Nowhere in the statute does it say this is only for a publicly funded daycare or something. It says very clearly any licensed daycare facility. Well, unless they're going to come as a defense that they're an unlicensed facility, which I I would not advise them to do if I were their counsel, mm-hmm. um, they're going to find themselves in trouble here. So I, I I just I'm I'm really racking my brain trying to figure out what their angle is here. In one of the letters to us, they did cite some administrative guidance that had been given by the Department of Health and Wellness in Idaho years ago. I I, I think um, stating that. Uh, supposedly uh, private, you know, it doesn't apply to private businesses or something, or I, I mean, even if that's true, it doesn't matter because the department of health and wellness does not make law law mm-hmm. is controlling. Even if they issued administrative guidance, it's, yeah, it's not kind of, determinative. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it, it's the legislators that we elected mm-hmm. in the state of Idaho, as Ashley said, they're the ones that made this law, not the, the some right. state. But we've seen in, in the COVID era that the departments of health have basically written law without writing law and everybody is supposed to follow it. So, yeah, there's been a, an abdication, if you will, of the various, uh, let's say, constitutionally uh, authorized ways to make law, right? On the federal level and the state level, we've mm-hmm. seen that time and time again. And these federal, let me say these health agencies are just out of control. They need to be called back in. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting what you bring up about licensed daycares, for instance. You know, look, if if they want to set up a private membership association and say only vaccinated kids, I think there could be an argument for that. But they're not operating in that way. It's not a membership club. It's, right. it's a public. It's an accommodation, right? You're, you're putting out a business open to the public. So unfortunately or fortunately, you are now under the auspices of those statutes. If you want to establish Absolutely. a private club and say, hey, we are not, you know, that's not part of this. So you have to agree to our terms to be part of the members. That's a different story, but that's not what they're doing. No, it's not. You're absolutely right. In that case, we're, we're at a private membership association. I would agree with you. They would have an argument and this statute would not apply because it clearly says it only applies to licensed daycare facilities. Right, right. Well, this is another nuance that I think is important. And a lot of people are waking up to it. I think in a profoundly positive way, because if we want to, again, look at the government for the solutions to all the problems that government creates, even sometimes in writing vague 
laws, if you will, or statutes that then are subject to this interpretation. And you, it's these never-ending battles, right? This one, I, I believe, perceive is much more clear-cut in terms of what's going on in, in Idaho. But I like the, the, the be able to go to this discussion of how do we out-create the limitations of government or even their, uh, their tentacles when we say, hey, what if we want a private membership association, daycare center, where we do not permit children who are vaccinated in? Or currently, because of COVID, what we feel is, again, there's an establishment where you say, this is a, a mem- private membership association. You look at the, the rules, and you go, yeah, I agree to that. I want in versus a public accommodate. I think these distinctions at law need to be discussed more openly. Absolutely. Um, and and we're going to continue bringing these issues to the forefront by, you know, taking on these lawsuits, by defending people like Ashley. Um, we're going to uh, make sure that everybody knows about this and that, uh, you know, and, 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 and just on that point, I want to say I gave them fair warning in that telephone conference with the general counsel. I said very clearly, you know, we are a public organization. We, you know, we are, we are very public. Uh, we're, we're, we're a charitable organization. We uh, obviously need to fundraise to support our legal efforts. So just know there will be a, a pretty fair amount of publicity, um, but that didn't deter them either, which again, I feel mm-hmm. if I were their attorney would be bad advice. Let's go toe to toe with these people, even though we know we're going to be broadcast from coast to coast because you're, you're actually the third interview we've done, Robert. Mm-hmm. We've, we've done a local interview with an Idaho radio station. We've been on conservative review with Daniel Horowitz on The Blaze. We're on with you today. We have another interview tomorrow. We have another yeah. interview on Thursday. So- I made it very clear that there was going to be publicity and that could be, you know, if I were, if I were their client, I wouldn't want bad, bad PR. Um, So I would have advised just give her the exemption. We don't need this. That would have been my advice, but I'm not going to tell their lawyers how to do their jobs, but I, I personally think that was a misstep as well. Well, shout out to this new Horizon Academy owned by a company in, uh, in Minnesota operating in, in, uh, Idaho. Uh, you might still wish to reconsider, save yourself a lot of time and money and uh, do the right thing and and honor the exemptions that are written into the law, the statutes there in Idaho. And uh, Ashley, if you want your child there without vaccines because of your religious beliefs or, as they say, personal beliefs, um, just, you know, you can move on. It'd be a lot more peaceful, a lot, lot of money saved and a lot of bad publicity avoided. So I'll just put it out there that way as we wrap up. Brian, thanks again for all that you're doing with uh, WeThePatriotsUSA.org. If you want to support them, uh, there's certainly links up in our uh, in the show notes as well. And Ashley, if you want to come back or, or Brian, give us an update sometime when you get you know a little closer to the, you know, the filing. If anything changes, we'd love to know about it and let the world know as well. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you, Robert. God all right. You. Thanks, Brian. Thanks. Ashley, make it back safe out of uh, California there. I know you're visiting. <laughs> Make it back to Idaho and let it not become California. I know a lot of Californians moved to Idaho and brought their politics with them. I've read about that. Hopefully that's not something that will succeed as we move on here. Uh, but again, thanks uh, to Brian and uh, Ashley for, for uh, being on board today. This is the kind of thing that, it, you know, it, the discussions I love to have are not only about the, the, the current events that are, you know, things we might not hear normally, certainly not in the mainstream media until it blows up and becomes a national story, which it likely will. Uh, once the suit is filed, if that Minnesota company decides to, you know, not drop it and go, okay, yeah, no, that's a silly thing. We're not going to defend that. We'll just let her in with the exemption. But in the case that it, it you know, it goes big, um, I, I like to go to the discussion levels where how do we avoid even having to file suits 
right? Having to engage in the courts. And as I said, as we become more aware of the options through maybe private membership associations, we might be able to establish uh, businesses where people come together of like mind, of like similar principles, similar beliefs, similar um, values, and say, you know what, this is what we want. And you guys, so that's in freedom. I think in freedom, it's a wonderful thing, freedom of association even. And some would say, well, that's bad because now you're discriminating. Well, in a, in a public forum, there is a, a limitation on your ability to discriminate based on, you know, the, the basics you've heard, skin color, religion, you know, orientation, all of that stuff. But what about when it comes to establishing clubs and membership uh, uh, guidelines in that regard? There's still freedom associated with that that's different and distinct. And some people would say, well, oh, we don't like that because uh, we don't want anybody to be able to discriminate against anybody for anything. But I'm going to bring up something maybe not so popular. If you have a religious belief, you are likely asked to discriminate based on principles that you've read that you've tried to ascribe to and live. Let's say, I don't want to live this way, right? And, and, and so you're going to discriminate and say, you know what, I'm, go I'm not going to go in those places or spaces when certain things happen that I do not, this is not part of my belief system. That is discrimination. Now, some would say, well, that, you can't do that because that means you're condemning them. Well, it's like, how does it condemn somebody if you don't want to engage in their particular activity or belief system that violate your own. And, and I, look, I can't solve this thing just by me pontificating about discrimination, but I think there is something called rightful discrimination and you kind of know it because it's different than the kind of discrimination that was fought against in the United States, you know, because of somebody's color or race or religion, different, distinct but right now we see the violation of religious beliefs, discrimination against people of faith being endorsed and even applauded by many people in America. Yet certain viewpoints or certain uh, ways to live, uh, you cannot say, nope, I don't, I don't ascribe to that. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Now you're suddenly a criminal. It, it's, it's, if I could say a double standard, but it's a no standard. All right, as we, uh, oh, we got a little bit of time in hour one. I think we had another story to cover. Let me bring Super Don back into the mix here so I can drink some tea, barely barely uh, stopping for a moment. There you are, Super D. Thank you. Oh, is that what I'm good for? The cover <laughs> while you're drinking tea? Cover me. Cover me, buddy. Thanks a lot, oh, man. Now, oh, now I know where I stand here. Oh, my gosh. Did you, <laughs> mm. I have to say, the yesterday thing about urine therapy, I know once again, <laughs> I was talking to my wife about that and she was yeah. like, she's like, you two talking about me and you, you two are just a couple of teenage boys when you get on these subjects and you get silly like we do. And yeah. it's just yeah. our nature to do that. Yet at the same time, we acknowledge there are certain therapies people proclaim have helped them. And what am I going to say? Even if I like, well, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to. Not you know what's funny? What's funny is, is for for years, mm -hmm. for years, it's been a running thing on this show about putting coffee up your butt, right? Yes. Yes. And it's just like people are just like, oh yeah, it's great, yeah, oh, wonderful. Oh, get rid of your headaches and detox. And just mm -hmm. put coffee and all. And you know, to me, still, my brain, I'm just like, you're doing what? You want yeah. me to do put what? Where? What? You, 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 I, what do you, I haven't worn you, you down yet. Are you kidding me? You know, so so the idea of, you know, mm -hmm. something like the urine therapy, yeah, I mean, okay, that, mm -hmm. that is a, a bit of a different level. And, and you know, the funny thing is, is that this, this person that wrote in, mm -hmm. I agree with this person, really, mm -hmm. except to the point where it's just like, oh, well, you know, then people might not want to watch this show or listen yeah. to the show. Well, maybe not. Maybe if they hear that, they go, I don't want to hear that. Now, it's up to them. 
mm-hmm. if they want to go, okay, that means I'm not going to listen to anything ever again. Right. You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, well, that's, that's unfortunate. It's, it's like, like people on Twitter. It's, it's a legitimate thing. That's the thing. As much yeah. as I may dislike it, uh-huh. it is a legitimate thing. It is yeah. something that people do. Some people swear by it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with coffee animals. Right. You know, it's just like, yeah, there's institutes that you can go to and they do it and it's professional. And, you know, and so it's not like, um, it, it's like, you know, here, stick this, poke yourself in the eye with a sharp stick. You know, yeah. I mean, it's like, okay. No. That's stupid. That's dumb. You know, I don't well, want to hear about that. To, we've even talked to some degree about the plausibility based on certain pathways, certain things. At, at the same time, it's not like I'm like going, that's the show every day. No, not at all. And the fact is, I was mentioned about Twitter. The good thing about Twitter, I guess you'd say, all right, <clears throat> retweets do not mean I endorse it. That kind of thing. So just because we talk about subjects that are wide and varied on health and healing, even politics, doesn't mean I endorse everything that we cover. And I don't think I expect that you, because you listen to the Robert Scott Bell show, that you endorse everything. We I encourage it. Thank you so yeah. much. And and I run into this every time that I get an email from somebody who's like, why did you share a yeah. article that came from CNN? How dare you, sir? You know, yeah. and it's just like, you know, because I expect you to have more than three brain cells <laughs> and, and, that, to rub together and be able to look at something and make a decision for yourself and not just discount it because it comes from a particular source. You know, that is lazy. That is, that is intellectual laziness at its finest. When you want to surround yourself and live in a bubble of only certain things, because mm -hmm. you don't want to hear them. Anybody say anything from, from some other out, you know, it's like, come on, think for yourself, exercise that muscle in there. You got to do it once in a while. Otherwise it atrophies, you know? Well, the word, the D word comes back here, discrimination. Like if you say, there's an article I read, it's on CNN. What is your first thought? Oh, really? CNN? Really? And I get that, but yeah. that doesn't mean if you, it doesn't mean you stop there. Look at it. Yeah, exactly. That's you the know? point of look at it, read it. Yeah. Cause listen, you, and I've, I've, you know, I sound like a broken record, but you know, when you do that, it accomplishes two things. I mean, if you are so afraid of CNN, if you are so weak that you're afraid that if you, if you go to see, as soon as you hit CNN.com, suddenly you're going to be possessed by the by the propaganda demon and you're not going to be able to think for yourself ever again and you're going to fall into the seven layers of hell you know it's like no it's just a website it's it's just a an, an outlet read it there is stuff that is legitimate on that website there's good information on there you just have to be willing to put in the effort to to weed out the bad and and look at the good it's a it's a good exercise it really is who you are know? you what have you done with super don I just, dude, that's just one of the things that I just, I can't, ah, come on, guys. The passion coming through. No, this is not an endorsement of CNN either. No, it's not. I don't endorse anything or anybody. I, you know, it's all fair game to me. You know what? And, and it's just, you know, think for yourself anyway. uh, This article you found, and I think I mentioned it yesterday. I'm not sure it's the same one, but um, this goes to the heart of what I've been talking about ever since Al Gore went Al Gore, right? How many times have I said if Al Gore went out and talked about global toxicology and the environmental impact of poisons, toxins, synthetic man-made things, I'd be like, Al, my buddy, my pal. But he didn't. And all these environmentalist wackos, yeah, I said that, go into the climate, the that cooling, the, the global warming, the change, the weather, and they have no... I would say this limited scientific substantiation to say that humans are the cause of any shift in climate. 
you know, other than on a local basis, you could say that, yeah, ozone gets trapped in a valley and you'll see climate shifts in that local environment. But the impact on the globe, more aligned with sun cycles. We talked even about volcanic activity under underwater, heating up the water from underneath and that changes. But man-made, again, this is something that is designed to fool you, to fake you out so that you will give up your autonomy, your freedom to utilize the substances of creation. Yes, oil is even part of the substance of creation, although it can be certainly synthesized into toxic components. And there's certain aspects of combustion of oil that can create toxic pollutants. I agree with that. But if we argue from toxic pollutants, we can get along very well and go, yeah, let's innovate technologically and say, how can we utilize these substances of creation with less of a negative impact or none at all? This is where we've had uh, Dr. David Martin on talking about some innovations in technology in, in, in bringing oil out of tar sands and or utilizing waste sites filled with tar and toxins and utilizing them and cleaning it up. And it's amazing what can be done in freedom and what has been established in that way. So this article goes into the real environmental disaster. This is what I've been talking about. Toxic forever chemicals everywhere, even in babies' umbilical cords. And, and you know, this is where I, you know, when, when Super Don gets all passionate, I get all passionate too, because it's like the holy war against climate change. It's like you morons, you should be concerned about the poisoning of babies with toxins. And then we're on the same page. We're like, yeah, we can get along. We can figure this thing out. We can promote what? Not strategies to kill half the population of planet earth or more like the climate alarmists will do and are doing. But we can establish strategies of cleaning up the bodies that have been so poisoned, whether it be adults, elders, or babies. And we, of course, then will expand out from pharmaceutical pseudoscience that claims that detoxification is not only unnecessary, it's unscientific. Oh, those crazy herbalists, those crazy homeopaths, those crazy, you know, name a massage therapist who does lymphatic drainage type therapy. All of the things that would actually help. And as you scroll down in this article, you can see all of the ways that we're being contaminated. Food, water, air, soil, packaging, you name it. This is the great concern. If you're concerned about humanity, but I believe many of these global warming or climate change alarmists hate humanity. They actually do not like human beings. They don't like people. And they're sort of happy. They don't like to admit it, but they're happy if they can kill a bunch of us, and yet they never volunteer to remove themselves from the life chain. But hey, you know, all those other useless eaters, we can get rid of them. So I find a lot of hypocrisy. And yes, my bias, probably upsetting to some even in this audience. It's kind of like, you know, I remember when Mike Adams with Natural News started talking about uh, politics and other things and calling out the environmentalists for what they are communist in disguise. And, and many of them are not aware of the governmental push, the uh, ism push of collectivism in global warming alarmism, alarmism or climate change alarmism. But we have to be willing to call it out, not because we hate the environment, but <laughs> because if you do what the environmentalists that have the, the, the mouthpiece through mainstream media around the world and World Economic Forum, every, everything else, if you buy into what they're selling, and you implement it, you will kill billions of people. And I, and I think that stuff has already started. So that's the kind of thing we're talking about. And we'll be talking about uh, 
Well, your comments and questions, maybe you just are disgusted by what I've just said, or maybe you want me to go deeper into it and have other guests to do. We've done that from time to time. I'm not calling out all climate people as uh, hypocrites because there are, there are a lot of people that are sincere that haven't investigated some of the things we've discussed here and maybe don't want to because it, it challenges their worldview. And I've seen, I've encountered that people on the left who are sincere about caring for the climate and things like that or the environment. And yet you point out some of the things that they don't know and their initial response is deny, deny, deny. But that's a human reaction. I get it when you're invested in certain things. All right. Well, we didn't get a chance to test with our guests for hour two. I pray that it'll work. And Super Don, if you can go behind the scenes while we're on the top of the hour break, we've got Emily Toms and Cami Moreno. Actually, we had Emily on earlier. We checked, we tested with her. We didn't test with Cami, but hopefully it'll work out. And we'll go there and we'll talk about the Nurse Freedom Network and other expansive ways we can communicate to all those who are ready for real healing, including those nurses that have woken up and said, you know what? The things that I learned are very limiting. They're not uplifting. They're not healing. I want to do something that's helpful. And to do that, I would recommend looking into Trinity School of Natural Health, trinityschool.org and the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, as well as the great and wonderful validated substances and, and, and products you can get from Nutritional Frontiers. Nutritionalfrontiers.com or CBDNF.com, which is where you can get their certified organic U.S. grown hemp CBD products. RSB15 is the code, gets you an additional 15% off even sale prices, which they are extending, I think, even maybe this week. The RSB15 code on top of their 15% off line drive special at nutritionalfrontiers.com. God bless them and all y'all. I appreciate you being here. And I thank you so much for sharing this show because we, we know that the, the pharmaceutical industry does not like the message we, we send out each and every day, six days a week anyway. So thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for those that support us directly through Patreon or other means. And uh, we'll be back after this brief educational break because the power to heal is yours. I don't know if anybody's into the World Cup, but it it seems to be one of the most popular sporting events on planet Earth and has been for a long time outside of America, although there are a lot more people into it now in America. Apparently, uh, U.S. just defeated Iran on, do they call it a court? What is it? A soccer field. I know. Oh, it's a football field. Uh, One nil, as they say. USA defeated Iran. So that means it looks like they'll advance to... Uh, the knockout stage. I, ju- I just say that super deep. There, were there like riots and fights and, and fires and bombs? I don't bombs see any evidence of bloodshed other than your Man, they were really playing, they were playing that up. I noticed on Drudge that they were, they were saying that people were worried that yeah. they, everybody was tense and they thought, uh, mm-hmm. okay, I think this might be the guest. So carry on. Okay, carry on. All right. So anyway, from there, uh, I want to just go to uh, the opening story of hour two. Uh, you can see it at robertscottbell.com if you haven't received the newsletter because you haven't signed up. Uh, so come on and just join us on the newsletter uh, by uh, subscribing at robertscottbell.com or texting my initials RSB to the number 22828. That is 22828, send RSB, and you'll be prompted to enter your email address. 
Now, another thing we've been covering over many, many, many years of the Robert Scott Bell Show is flu, flu shots. We talk about flu season. No, it's not flu season. It's flu shot propaganda season. And over the last few years, before even COVID came, you know, the, the in front of everybody's consciousness, we saw attempts or, let's say, trial balloons for the universal flu shot. Y'all remember that? Universal flu shot coming. And then along the lines, I started noticing that in the mainstream press, they were actually attacking the lack of efficacy of flu shots each and every year. It was like, whoa, what happened to this, you know, flu shot uh, cheerleading that used to happen? And no matter what, even if it sucks, we say it's good and it's great. Get it anyway. And, and you know, that's something that was, you know, banding about for a number of years, even prior to COVID. And then, of course, COVID hit and everybody forgot about the flu. There was no flu anymore. It was all, you know what? But it became apparent to me during that COVID era or lead up to it that this new technology that they were dropping or raising trial balloons on was this mRNA technology. The rapidity with which they could make these shots, how cheap they could make these shots, and then, of course, how profitable they would be once they got on the schedule as an annual recommendation, having no liability. So the latest article here from Reuters, guess what? Researchers are testing mRNA technology for what? A universal, <laughs> a universal flu shot. Surprise! I won't even call it a vaccine because, again, mRNA technology injected is gene therapy. And it's not very therapeutic if you want to live a long, healthy life. I think it's that, isn't that clear by now? Reuters reporting an experimental vaccine provided broad protection against all 20 known A influenza A and B virus subtypes in initial tests. Once again, the lies and the deceptions. We've got 100%. Darn near 100%. You know how they did that? They did it with the COVID jabs. They Relative risk versus, you know, actual, right? It's potentially opening the pathway to a universal flu shot. It's a two-dose, that would become four, six, give me eight, dose schedule. Who's putting it together? Pfizer and BioNTech and Moderna. Good Lord, I think only Pfizer existed before this. BioNTech and Moderna may be uh, new uh, regarding this technology, and RNA is right in Moderna. They are not going to be happy until they own your genetic code by basically transcribing, the, well, the NRA gets transcribed into your own DNA. Oh, it doesn't do that. Oh, really? Really, that's not what we're hearing. That's not what we're seeing. But then they also admit that a universal flu shot would not mean an end to flu seasons. But it would replace the guesswork involved in the annual flu shots each year. Oh, did they say that? You mean it's not just Robert Scott Bell saying that it's a, it's a guess? They get it together at the CDC and, or wherever and they go, here, let's put each influenza strain on a dart. Let's throw it to the dart board and see where it lands. And the ones closest to the hole, we're going to put those in the flu shot this year. This is before mRNA. Of course, people go, well, it's not that. They're not actually throwing darts. Like I'm saying, they're actually throwing darts. You get the picture. We're guessing. Oh, but it's an educated guess. But it's still a guess. It's just astonishing witnessing the lack of science involved while they promote an agenda of profiting off of your fear of influenza viruses that arguably are not even the cause of influenza. Oh yeah, I said it. I said it again and I'll say it again. 
The entire fear porn associated with annual influenza epidemics, pandemics, or just occurrences is based more on, based on morons? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's based more on the fact that your immune system is compromised at a time where you start at Halloween and you move through Thanksgiving and Christmas, abusing your body, eating too much of the wrong kind of foods, often not organic either, and creating imbalances within your own microbiome, the seat of the immune system, and any number of aspects. Lack of sun exposure, vitamin D drops, lack of fresh air, you're, in, you're, you're locked into homes. All of these things manifesting in liver congestion and therefore it manifests in a different way as toxic accumulation, uh, deficiencies of minerals that are, are, are pushed out because they're trying to protect against the, the, whether they be environmental toxins, biotoxins, or you know metabolic waste. That accumulation of waste precipitates an experience that we call symptoms. Symptoms, which are not the disease, but they call it flu. And remember when they said annually 36,000 people die of the flu every year and we must get the flu shot in you. And Peter Doshi, way back when, said, uh-uh, not so fast. And the Cochrane Collaboration looked at this as well. And we reported it here year after year after year. The nonsense proclamations that 36,000, 61,000, however many, Hong Kong fluey, whatever it is, killed everybody. And then they said, well, no. Uh, it was complications from the flu. Secondary and tertiary uh, co uh, respiratory complications of flu. Oh, you mean pneumonia. After you have been treated with over-the-counter drugs like Tylenol, making your liver detox pathways even more corrupted than they already were, therefore your lungs are having to compensate for liver and kidney congestion, and now you're accumulating debris from even a so-called successful immune intervention on your own behalf. You survived the flu or whatever you call the flu. And now you've got a uh, uh, cough that doesn't clear up. You've got mucus in the lungs, rattling sounds that don't go away. You're on another drug, another antibiotic, and they deplete your life force through chemical intoxication and poisoning. And that's not even talking about the mercury in the flu shot. And even in the uh, unit dose vials, less mercury, but still there in the subcomponents that thimerosal is a preservative agent, if not added at the end, then along the way with the subcomponents that are making up the flu shot. Now, maybe that's not true of mRNA universal flu shots, but I'm telling you the basic premise of a universal flu shot based on fraud, deception, and lies for profit. Not in a free market in any way, shape, or form, but in a deceptive one based on fear marketing and mongering. And guess what? Our government, our media, and of course, Big Pharma all in on it, the profit from your ignorance and your fear of what they call flu. And you've seen the disaster here you have of mRNA injections and what it's, it's doing. Devastating. Died suddenly. Died suddenly. Died suddenly. They want to do more. They want more of that. This is where I say not only the global warming alarmist, but those that are in the cult of modern medicine will not be happy until they've taken all of your money along the way to seeing you and your demise, even suddenly. I don't know if that's cynical, skeptical, or just real. But you won't hear it on many other shows. Now more than ever, you'll hear some of it. But not rooted in the principles of healing in which I bring to you, having gone through it myself in my younger years. Since this show opened the microphone in 1999 as Jumpstart Your Health, here we are almost to 2023. That'll be our 24th year. Yeah, that's our 23rd year. So I just wanted to bring that up about the universal flu shot. Don't fall for the fear porn and propaganda on that. 
just as you've seen through the, the lies and deceptions of COVID, apply all of your, your experience to the push for the annual universal flu shot. And if it were universal, wouldn't one shot be enough? No, it's not. It's two. Then they four. It's six. It's eight. And it's every year. It's not going to stop the flu. It's just going to make it cheaper for us to produce it and get it to market with no liability once again. Come on, y'all. You can do better. We can do better. For those of you, the people of planet Earth, those of you who are listening right now, now that you know better, you're asked to do better. So thank you for being here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Uh, hour two commences. I know we've got a couple of guests. Super Don's been, uh, I see, working behind the scenes and getting them tested. Now we had um, Emily. We, we tested with earlier. Is Emily on the phone line or how are we going to talk with Emily? I, don't, I know we didn't get to test with Cammie. So Super Don, let me know how to integrate on our interview picking up the nurse freedom network. And well, this is, this, this is the, the, the cool part of how about having the upgraded equipment that we have. Thanks to our Patreon members. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got Emily on the phone. Now, Cammy has been trying to connect, uh, the normal way that people connect here. And it looks like yeah. her internet keeps going in and out. She keeps dropping and reconnecting. Okay. So we can do one of two things. I've got, let me, let's bring Emily up here. Emily, you there? I'm here. Yes. Hello. Okay, so here's what I'm going to suggest. We could either just have you on, Emily, just kind of talk about the story and, and what happened and all that stuff. Or I, I, I've never done this before because this is all new technology for us. I could try and add Cammy to the phone call, like on a group phone call on the phone. So let me go ahead and um, say something real quick, Don. Okay. Yeah. We, Cammy and I actually um, frequently do group calls. Um, okay. So if you want, I'm can pretty, you text me her I've phone done number? it with her a bunch of times. Yeah, text. I'm sorry. Text me her, uh, or actually, you want to add her yeah. onto your phone? I can, okay. I can add her in right why now. Why don't you do so that? Yeah, why don't you do that? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on hold here for just a moment while you get her on the phone. Okay. Yeah, once again, acknowledging you guys, your generosity to get us these boards, uh, that we can actually do this when we have difficulty in, in getting <laughs> guests that we want to feature, and they can't make the technology for whatever reason. Yeah. And and yet now we have the ability to do that by a phone so we can still get the interview, which I'm excited. So we're scheduled Indeed. to have, and we you just heard from uh, Emily Toms, and we're scheduled also to have Cammie, uh, fascinating uh, duo, shall we say. Emily, a wife, mother of one, an RN para paramedic, first responder for 10 years went before she went to nursing school. The things she's seen through COVID, she's really woken up in a in a positive, profound, and powerful way. And wanting to do better. As I said, when you know better, don't you want to do better? Emily is like that. And then we have Cammie, who we're going to try and get on. Native Hawaiian, Native American, Navajo tribe, wife, mother of three, proud Christian, adv advocate for medical freedom. And she works at a, P a PACU, uh, P-A-C-U nurse. And is that pediatric acute? G give me the, 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 well, she'll tell us when she's on. She's working on her master's in nursing degree. And they both connected, I believe, with Kimberly Overton from the Nurse Freedom Network who's going to be hosting an event kind of piggybacking along with doctors, Terry and Stu Warner, uh, where their health and freedom event, their parent wellnessing group, well, wellness, wellness group, parenting wellness group, uh, in Orlando, Florida, the first weekend of January, 2023, where I'll be there for that. And I look forward to seeing everybody that can attend. Uh, so super Don, let me know if we've got them both on Let's the line. Bring it up here. We'll just take a crap sheet here. How, how are we doing? We are both here. Oh, great. Yeah, we're both here. Yay. Where right. are the kids? Hold on. The children yeah. say, um, 
There we go. Got it. All right. Let's right. <laughs> go wild. Hooray. All right. So uh, we didn't get a chance to talk to Cammy before the show, but I know Emily, you're there. So if you can introduce yourself and Cammy, let us know what you're doing. I try to set the stage and also make the connection to our friend Kimberly Overton with the Nurse Freedom Network. And I know we got a big event coming up in January down in Orlando at the Hyatt where we'll be at. Uh, so uh, set the stage for us, Emily. Yeah, so um, thanks, Robert. And I just want to mention, Candy and I will actually both be at that event in Orlando on the 5th and the 6th of January. Um, so we'll be there. And if anybody has any questions or we're hopefully going to kind of have a template of what we did and the steps that we took to overcome our situation in nursing school for other nursing students. So hopefully we're we're hoping to have that all together then so that we'll be able to pass that out and kind of give any, I mean, every nursing school is different, but just at least the steps that we took to be able to overcome our situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I think you already kind of described me a little bit. I um, started off my career in the healthcare field when, you know, I was pretty young and I've been a paramedic for about 12 years now, and I worked in the 911 system for 10 years. Prior to that, I was a wildland firefighter as well. Um, Currently now, after graduating nursing school, I'm still instructing the EMT and paramedic program here in the small community that I live in, in Prescott, Arizona. Um, And so that's what I'm doing right now. I did take a nursing job for a few months and... Unfortunately, I've, you know, I've seen a lot of what I was seeing during my time in the hospital in this, you know, job after schooling. And so it was just really difficult for me to stay in that situation. So I decided to just take a step back from nursing and just kind of see where I'm going to be led to next. My heart and where where I feel I'm being drawn to is more holistic medicine and treating Oops, we just lost you. Super Don, I'm going to bring you back. Oh, there you go. Did Super, I leave? Sorry. Yeah, when Super Don cut the video okay. off, I'm trying to put an image up of you guys so everybody sees who we're talking to, not just hears you since we also oh. do a video show. So uh, no problem. Carry on. Oh, yes. And I'm, I'm almost done. Um, I was just saying that um, my where my heart and where I feel like I'm being drawn to now is more of a holistic approach and treating the whole um, being of somebody mm-hmm. instead of just their symptoms or physical ailments, which is what we do currently in medicine and what we were taught in nursing school. And I think, you know, Cammie's along the same lines as me. Um, we both really want to mm-hmm. treat the patients entirely, yeah. spirit mind and body. And so that's kind of where we're being drawn to right now. We don't know where that's going to lead us in the future, but that's just, that's me. And speaking of Cami, who's on the phone now as well, you can't get any more native than that. Native American, native Hawaiian. <laughs> Dude, you've got some like street and jungle cred. I, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I am a mother of three. I'm a wife. Um, I'm originally from Northern Arizona. So I grew up um, just north of the Grand Canyon, and I got out of high school, went to ASU. Um, I got a bachelor's degree from ASU, moved to Florida with my husband, had my children. Um, luckily, I was able to stay home and raise them, and at, when my youngest was of school age, I decided to go back to school. Um, I wanted to go into the medical field when I was younger, 
but was persuaded to pursue business and a different degree. So my bachelor's degree is in business and communications, um, but I felt called back to the medical field. And so as a mother, I felt that the best option for me was to go into nursing. And so that's what I pursued um, for years and graduated. And now I'm a PACU nurse, which is just, um, I work or I recover patients when they get out of surgery. So I do endoscopy, which is the fun colonoscopies, the EGDs, um, as well as general surgery recovery. And um, like Emily, I feel like I'm being called more to treating patients as a whole person, as opposed to just mm. treating their ailments and their symptoms. I don't believe in just throwing medications at somebody and then giving them another medication to combat right. side effects from their first medication. And it's just a vicious cycle. Um, I don't see much of that in surgery, but mm-hmm. I know that that is very prevalent amongst other sure. areas of the medical. Cam, so, your, your, your nursing education is an offshoot of the, the, the what we call the traditional medical doctoring education, which was changed and altered in 1910 by the Flexner Report, which basically limited uh, educational training in, in medical school and, of course, the uh, anything, and it's an outcropping, whatever is connected to nursing, to primarily drug therapy, right? That everything is a drug deficiency and it must be approved by the FDA and it's toxic poisoning of the body. And I think it's absurd to think you can poison the body back to health, even if there's a place, like you said, for surgery, for life-saving interventions. I agree. So the question is how much of the two and a half or so years now of COVID woke you up to this reality versus what you knew of nursing and medicine before that? Well, to be honest with you, I myself, and I know I'm always the same, um, I've never been an advocate really for um, throwing medications or even vaccines at people. Um, and that kind of is where I've, I've always been conflicted, not just during COVID, but before. Um, my own daughter, when she was um, you know, under one years old, had reactions to vaccines. And so um, I remember you know, being in Florida with my two youngest and the vaccination schedule at the time in Florida was different than in Arizona. And that kind of woke me up to, you know, why is the Arizona schedule different than Florida? Science is science. Why isn't it the same all across the board? And so there were things here and there that I wasn't uh, dismissing or turning my a blind eye to. Um, I, I just feel like, you know, during nursing school, there came a point where my husband said, do you know that you're just studying sicknesses and then studying the medication to give somebody? You're not really treating them. You're not, you're not uh, treating the. the your, your husband just, said that brought to your attention. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, is, what is his. And he's not in the medical field. So yeah. he was an outside perspective witnessing that. Yeah. That's brilliant. I can't wait. Is your husband going to be there? I'd love to meet him in Orlando at the event. Oh, yes, he will. My husband will be there. Both of our husbands will be there. Awesome. um, Robert, I don't mean to interrupt, but I do kind of want to chat about that topic real quick, if that's okay, or if we need to move on. No, 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 we're good. Go ahead. Um, So, okay. So for me, with my background, I I do have, I agree with Cammie, but I do have to say, I was actually, you know, I, I say raised 
um, because I started my healthcare career so early in life, I was raised in traditional Western medicine. And so working on the ambulance, I've seen, I've, I've mm-hmm. given medications to hundreds, if not thousands of patients, and they've gone from life, like, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. life threatening, absolutely. They're going to yeah. die without this medication that I'm intervening with. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've seen that and that's what my life was for 10 years. And so really I was on, I I wouldn't say that I was on the far opposite end because I Mm -hmm. definitely didn't agree with taking unnecessary pharmaceuticals, but I was on the other side of things saying, yeah, you need to get your children vaccinated. You need to be vaccinated. You need to take these medications because they're going to help save your life. So I was drastically woken up Mm -hmm. during nursing school. And I'll be completely honest here. Mm -hmm. When this all first, you know, came out and these vaccines before they were required for our schooling, we, I was looking into them and I was deciding which one I was going to take. I didn't feel comfortable with the mRNA ones because those are untested. We don't have any other vaccine, you know, vaccines. I was never given those as a child, but there were other ones that were along the similar vaccinations that I got as a child. And I, I felt completely comfortable with them. So I was actually looking into which one I was going to get until my husband said, Hey, I don't really feel comfortable with you doing this. And then on top of that, I found out that I was pregnant. And at that point in time with, with, you know, this stuff, not even having gone through clinical trials, I, there was no way that I could put that in my body. So I I truly believed that pregnancy, which didn't, you know, I didn't get to continue with that pregnancy. It did end during nursing school. I don't know if it was the stressors of that or if, you know, it was probably a contribution of everything, but I believe that that actually saved my life mm. because without that, I would have likely, or I don't, I don't say likely because my husband does have a really, you know, obvious influence in my life. Um, mm. I married him for a reason and he was not comfortable with that. So I have okay. to say that this, the way they went about the, the mandates with this vaccine, mm. that is what woke me up. And that is when I realized we have a much bigger problem. And so I, I feel, you know, when I, when I met up with Cammie, Mm -hmm. which her and I, and the way that we ended up coming together is kind of a fascinating story. We weren't even really supposed to be in the semesters that we were in. And we ended up being there together and coming together in this and conquering what we did. But, um, Oh goodness! I just lost my train of thought now. Where I was going with that? That's right. Pause, oh, Emily. I, 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 as I find out more about how you connected, I just want to say I, I got to acknowledge your husbands, both of you, because so many, so often over the years, the husbands have been the ignorant ones, de- deferring to the expertise of doctors, and and didn't raise any alarm bells or suspicions. It was up to the moms with, it, with that maternal intuition. Uh, to say, hey, there's something wrong here. And and the dads would often defer to the, you know, unfortunately, the medicine people. And I'm just greatly heartened to hear of your husbands being uh, concerned, cynical, skeptical, whatever it is. And also, Emily, your background in emergency trauma and EMT, that is where allopathic medicine shines. That is indeed where it has a great acumen and appropriateness. It is outside of that where it applies the same kind of warfare a triage mentality where it is inappropriate and far more dangerous 
than the ailments and illnesses that are expressing outside of, again, the emergency trauma situation. So I want to acknowledge, Emily, that we don't throw out all of modern medicine. We acknowledge where it is good and appropriate, but in uh, that area, uh, unfortunately, they try to take that area and apply it to everything. I agree with you completely. I, you know, my heart will always be with my first responders and with you know, my time being a first responder, that, that is truly where my heart will always be. Um, so I agree with you. And like I said, I've seen it save hundreds, if not thousands of people's lives. So mm-hmm. I, I back that 100% when in emergency situations, absolutely. That is where our medicine, but, but I'm going to be completely honest. There are a lot of situations, you know, when it comes to trauma patients specifically, you don't even need medicine. You sure. need a surgeon, but you don't need pharmaceuticals, you know? So I, I, I still believe that there is a very, very small amount of, you know, right. Either, yeah, even where they're excelling. Yeah. I mean, I would argue that if they em, em, embraced Arnica Montana in emergency trauma, you would see shock, swelling, pain reduced without having to immediately go to the heavy hitting pharmaceuticals. So there's a way to even integrate natural medicine in emergency trauma situations as well. Absolutely. I agree. But I is as I, we're acknowledging here for those that are in emergency medicine and surgeons as well, there, there are amazing things that they can do. Obviously, I would like to avoid them if possible. And I think uh, we're all on the same page there. But Emily, you were going and talking a little bit more about your background with meeting Cami and, and, and what you're doing together. Yeah, so it's fascinating. And I'll let Cammie, um, you know, share her her side of this. For me, though, I was actually deferred for from nursing school for a year. So I, not only was I deferred for a year, but I was actually supposed to go to a nursing um, school that was different. So we attended Mesa Community College in Mesa, Arizona. And I actually live in Prescott, Arizona, and that's about a two hour to two and a half hour drive. And so there's a closer one that's part of all of the Maricopa Community College districts. And that was only, that was probably an hour less travel time for me. But for some odd reason, the I got deferred for a year for medical issues. And then when I ended up going back, that nursing program was temporarily closed. So it forced me, the only other nursing program that I could enroll in, since I had my background as a paramedic, I actually got to skip a year of nursing school. And so the only other program that was available for me to do that with was Mesa Community College. So I had to make that transition and that extra um, travel time to attend that school. And that happened to be the school that Cami was at. Hmm. So, and then her situation, Cami, I don't know if you want to share um, with, with your situation. Oh yeah. Well, so, um, the same kind of thing with Emily, I'm from Northern Arizona originally. Um, my husband was transferred down here to the Valley, the Phoenix area and nursing school, um, just the right time for his transfer and us to move down and me to start school, um, coincidentally all in the fall. And so I went through nursing school. Um, I had some issues uh, with one of my semesters and I had to com- completely redo the semester over, which was what Emily, where Emily came in. And so we ended up meeting each other um, just by chance. She sent out an email asking students if there were anybody else out there um, that didn't want to get the vaccine and how we can approach the school to try and give us alternatives or come up with alternative solutions. And so that's kind of where our whole 
case took off. Um, I think there was about, I don't know, Emily, would you say there was eight of us that kind of strongly held the line for a little bit? And that's you and I were the last two standing. Yeah. So there were hundreds of other students, but we just couldn't reach them because they, they were spread across all of the campuses. Um, luckily, Emily and I were at the same campus and in class together. So, you know, when Emily had an off day or she felt like giving up, that's kind of where I would, you know, rally behind her and tell her, we can't give up. We have to keep fighting. And same goes with, you know, her. And when I was feeling weak or I felt like it wasn't worth it, um, she would kind of snap me out of it and back to reality and say, we are doing this not just for us, but we're doing this for hundreds mm -hmm. of other students out there. We can't give up. Even if it's just you and I, even if we get kicked out, what they're doing is wrong. These vaccine mandates are wrong. Um, we just can't, we have to keep fighting. And so luckily her and I were together. Um, we sued our school and we won in federal court. And the satisfaction that we got looking at our instructors' faces when they had to pin us at our graduation was just the icing on the cake. It really was. And and we, you know, I, I feel that Kimmy and I tell the story and we've gone on, you know, other interviews where I've told the story, but I feel like it always kinds of, it throws me back into when we were there and talking about it now, it's, it's great because I'm sitting at home, I'm graduated, I don't have to worry about it. But when we were in the thick of it, it was, it was I mean, I don't even have words. The amount of exhaustion, we were 24-7 on the phone with either, you know, trying to get information from the different hospitals, trying to get information from um, people at the school, trying, you know, or talking with our lawyer. So it was a 24-7 thing. We we totally, you know, I can, I say this, I sacrificed my family to be able to, for four months, to be able to complete this. And that just that dreadful, sick feeling that you get when you are opposed face to face with the amount of evil. And I really cannot describe it other than evil because it wasn't just it wasn't just, hey, no, this is the policy. These are the rules. This is what we're going to be doing. It was it was an attack blatantly against Cami and I. I mean, we were being threatened. There were being emails sent out from instructors that were specifically targeting us so that all of the other students in the school would know what was, you know, what that Cami and I were the ones that were doing this. And well, so it was just blatant oh, what? Hate, hatred against you, discrimination or even violence. I mean, did you encounter scowls or, or much worse than that in terms of your fellow uh, students? It was it was worse for me. Um, and I, I will give you two two situations that I feel kind of set the stage a little bit. One, um, my mom actually, you know, because I, I live in a very um, gun happy community. And so we we are you know, we do carry and in the state of Arizona, you're allowed to conceal or open carry without a permit. So it's pretty, you know, well known, especially in the town that I live in, because you know, we're the wild west out here. Um, and so, but you're not allowed to carry on campus. So my mom actually bought me pepper spray to take to class because there was an employee that worked there that I was, I actually thought that he would, when I was walking to class or from class, that he was just a, a very violent person or a very angry person generally when we were dealing with him. And 
when this all happened and he was completely against this, he was speaking out on his personal social media page about Cami and I. Um, and he was also sending emails. He was one of the, one of the um, employees that were sending emails. So I was, we were afraid. Fortunately, Cami and I did not, you know, encounter any physical violence. Um, but there were students that it was somebody, um, this one specific situation I'm thinking of, somebody that, you know, I had become friends with before all of this happened. Um, she was, I would have considered her a friend, you know, she had met my daughter and um, we would, every single day we were in class, we would always be chatting. And after she found out about this situation, she went as far as to say that not only, you know, should I not be a nurse, but I shouldn't even be able to breathe the same air as those that are vaccinated. And wow. so that situation really put things into perspective. And I, I understood mm -hmm. discrimination in a way that I never have before. Fortunately, yeah. I've, I've grown up in a time where that's not a big thing, but now I really truly understand it. Well, we, we, yeah, we, we've talked about discrimination on this show many times. In fact, last hour, I did discuss that concept of discrimination, rightful versus obviously hateful, wrongful. And what we've experienced, those of us who said no jab, no how, no way, our, our body, our choice, my body, my choice, and my kids as well, uh, that we have been met with discrimination on the order of things that they, they established a civil rights movement uh, to counter. Now, this wasn't about skin color, clearly, because you could be black, white, red, yellow, Christian, Jewish, Muslim. And if you didn't believe in the jab, they were going to discriminate against you in certain areas more than others, uh, prohibit you from going to places. And you experienced this even in the nursing school, uh, nursing, uh, and, and yet you had to fight and win uh, in court. And sometimes it takes that. But now speaking out is something we realize we might have taken for granted. And yet I want more of you to speak out. And I, I just got word, I think Kimberly Overton, uh, there's a, a link to America Out Loud. There's a new show called Nurses Out Loud, weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And I don't know, Emily and Cammie, are you participating with Kimberly on that particular uh, uh, show ever? Or what's the story on that show, Nurses Out Loud? Uh, yes. So I don't know if Cammie wanted to answer or not, but I will go ahead. So Cammie and I actually are going to be hosting one of the days ourselves. So um, each the way that it's going to the show is going to be generally is we're going to have new episodes Monday through Friday and each day a different nurse or a pair like Cammie and myself will be um, hosting this podcast essentially and so we will be there cami and i's days day is on tuesday and we will be 10 a.m um eastern standard time and mm -hmm. so it'll air 10 a.m eastern standard time every single day but cami and i's day will be on tuesdays and so that actually um our first episode that's being released is going to be this friday on the second and this that following week, that following Tuesday, next week is when Cami and I's episode will first air. Excellent. Congratulations. Like I said, we need more of these voices speaking out. And that's on AmericaOutloud.com. And it's the show called Nurses Out Loud. We'll learn certainly more about it when we see Kimberly and you guys uh, in Orlando at the big event that's surrounding uh, uh, Dr. Terry and Stu Warner's event. Uh, and that was a move from October because of the hurricanes in Florida. Uh, to the first weekend in January, first week of January, basically, but the weekend is the, the primary. But I think your event starts, what do you say, on the 5th of January? Yeah, so that Thursday is when, um, I believe, and 
I believe I'm not a hundred percent, but I believe that Thursday is when we're going to have, um, yes. And now that I'm talking about it, it came back to me. We are going to have all of the presentations on that Thursday. And then we will also have some of the, um, the vaccine injured speaking that day as well. So we will Mm -hmm. have some, um, people that have gone through that or their children have gone through that. They will be speaking on that Thursday. And then Friday will actually be a workshop of um, functional medicine. Beautiful. And I that is something that Kimberly. Yeah. Let me put it up in full screen. I'm sorry. For everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm just seeing it online here. American Health and Freedom Summit, January 5th through 8th, Orlando, Florida. Um, no, no censorship, no masking, no distancing. We're all going to get together. And of course the American health and freedom summit and expo, uh, seventh and eighth as well. And, and hopefully you guys can hang out with us. Uh, we got, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, Barbara Lowe Fisher, Judy Mikovich, Dr. David Martin. Uh, I'll be there speaking as well. And, uh, Dr. Billy DeMoss is scheduled to be there. Dr. Ed group as well. And, uh, so it's going to be an amazing, uh, time in Orlando and Hey, who doesn't want to be in Florida in, in January? Well, hey, not bad, huh? And so we look forward to seeing you, Emily, and you, Cammie, and uh, your husbands as well, because I got to give them kudos, fist bumps or whatever they do yeah. for uh, having, the, you know, the intuition in and of themselves to say, hey, there's a problem here, rather than fighting your intuition and your experience to support you. And uh, all props to them as well. Thank you. They're looking forward to it. Thank you. Yes. And they deserve it. They're They're definitely the men that... The reason that we're standing or sitting, I guess, here um, is because of them and their encouragement as well. Great. Awesome. Well, well, again, look forward to seeing you guys in Orlando. And I hope everybody out there listening, consider joining us in Orlando for the event. We've got it in the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. There's an upcoming events tab. You want to click on that and see there's a bunch of online events that we've got coming up as well as uh, the event that uh, Emily and Cammie will be attending and others. And I'll be there for that. And then in February, the Next Steps Conference. Thanks to our friend Tia Severino. And uh, we have a discount code for tickets there. I believe that's RSB10. That's February 22nd through the 25th. And that's outside of Atlanta, Buford, Lake Lanier. Beautiful place. Anyway, Emily, Kimmy, anything else you want to share before we wrap up with you today? And I, again, I so much appreciate you guys flexing on the phone with us to make this happen. Uh, yeah. No, I, for me personally, um, I just want to thank you for having us on and I look forward to seeing you as well in, in Florida. Right. Yeah. Um, I same, and we really appreciate it. And I just have one last thing that I want to say, um, you know, mm-hmm. from the start, Cammie and I, we, we just wanted to reach as many people as possible and as many students as possible and to let them know, not just, you know, not just our story, but that they are capable of doing this as well. And if there's anything that Candy and I can do to help, um, we we would absolutely love to, but we mm-hmm. just want everyone to know to just, just stand up because you will be amazed at all of, you know, the wonderful, the things that you don't expect when you stand up for what you believe in. And so I just encourage Cammy and I both, we encourage you guys to stand up and don't sit down because that's, that's, we were, we were raised to be Americans and that's what Americans do is we stand up and we don't sit back down. So well, that's all I've got to say. You guys thank are you. standing up. Thank you. And uh, thank you as well for communicating. I believe a Renaissance in nursing and being part of that renaissance, uh, facilitating it and helping 
folks to to break out of the 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 shackles of some of the training that is not i think honoring of what nursing is all about and uh, shout out to our friend kimberly overton we love and appreciate you as well look forward to seeing you and all y'all in orlando january 5th through the 8th uh, at the hyatt there and shout out to Ster- uh, terry and Stu warner as well and we should get them on the show to preview all the things that are happening around the health and freedom summit so emily cammy thank you again for being on board i look forward to seeing you soon Thank you, Robert. All right. Have a wonderful Christmas as well. If I don't talk to you before then. All right, folks, again, positive, wonderful, profound, happy things happening in the midst of, of course, a lot of struggle uh, to get there. And that's what we hear these stories of overcoming great odds, great obstacles, not giving up, not abandoning principle, but basically standing firm on it, even when it's inconvenient. Because if you don't do it, then, of course, uh, you lose any opportunity to do it at all. And it'd be very difficult to do so. And again, shout out to the husbands that are standing behind the nurse wives, so to speak, or, you know, Hey, I know there are male nurses too. So if there are wives standing behind you, I'm good for them too. <laughs> so thank you all once again for being here. Let me see what we got else on the uh, show notes. I mentioned a few of the upcoming events. You can check out the upcoming events tab. Um, also, uh, remember I mentioned nutritional frontiers, their, uh, line drive 15% off special continues even after Cyber Monday. So if you've been thinking about getting like the sleep time uh, remedy, uh, which is a, a wonderful botanical and, and, and nutrient-filled uh, complex or form formula, there it is, 15% off the entire line, uh, right through November 30th, it looks like it's been extended until tomorrow. Uh, use the promo code RSB on checkout to get an additional 15% off of that. Uh, they've got a lot of immune supplements. And I mentioned as well the CBD, uh, the Certified Organic U.S. Growing. You'll need to call in for that. But I, I will tell you, um, Super D, you know, over the uh, the holiday, I got a lot of outdoor time, even though it was kind of cold and snotty weather. It wasn't really warm. I was out there with my wife preparing the the garden, the outside beds for winter. And I was uh, digging into the soil that had already frozen. <laughs> it was like, I don't know if you've ever used a I've shovel. I've tried that. Like, yes, yeah. I've tried that. Like yes. if you use a shovel and hit a rock, you know how yeah. it reverberates through your body? Oh, yeah. So frozen I, ground is, yeah, it's like trying to dig concrete. Yeah. So I had the pickaxe and I needed to break up the soil because I was adding uh farmer Brian's uh, magic soil. I call it that, but you know, 15 years in the making out of uh, where did he, where they say he lives in uh, Arizona? Uh, it's called snowflake, Arizona. Yeah. I should know that we just had to shovel <laughs> snow. Um, but anyway, I was wanting to integrate that before it got too late in the season. I wouldn't be able to. So I took advantage of the little bit of time off we had uh, on the Thanksgiving holiday and began to to bring that about. But yeah, I, I was doing a lot, which created a lot of shock up the arms. Now, I, it wasn't a bad injury, but I could feel the neck again because a lot of the, the tension or the stress, the shock hits up into the cervical vertebra. And guess what I used to help me? The transdermal CBD from Nutritional Frontiers. That mm-hmm. stuff is the rockin' best because it's not just going to work superficially. And you'll see it, uh, the transdermal delivery is going to drive it below into the areas of need. And that helped me get the relief I needed and help to heal and reduce inflammation associated with that workout where I was using the shovel and pickaxe and hitting very, you know, like trying to do that with rocks. It's like, whoa. So anyway, thanks again to uh, Jamie Dorley and the gang at Nutritional Frontiers. Of course, uh, their uh, Weiner Wellness Group is doing some online training, and I'm usually involved in that. So pay attention, and if we have more details on when I'll do that, I'll let you know as well, in addition to uh, the show that we do two hours a day, six days a week. So, Super D, what else have I forgotten? You were you were great behind the scenes making that happen. 
even got a combined. You know, it's it's and I'm I'm glad. A I'm like I don't know. I don't want to sound like a a girly man, but I'm tickled pink. (laughs) Um, uh, you know, the ramp. You can't be a girly. You know that we have the ability to do this. This is just like so cool. So cool. Uh, yeah. But I don't have I don't have the routine down hardwired in my brain. Yeah. So I'm still kind of like, oh crap! Oh wait, wait a minute! Up this fader, that one, that button over there. Oh, now I got to get the images and put them up on the screen. I can't yeah. turn my video off because it turns their audio off. Yep. Yep. So it's all good and fun, but it's uh, it's th- man, I can't say enough. Thank you mm-hmm. guys for the 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 folks that that pitched in and and helped out. Uh, on on getting these upgrades and stuff like I mean just yeah look before <laughs> what, what 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 would we do when we couldn't make the connection happen we go we'll have to reschedule yeah we'll just have to reschedule and now we're just yeah. going to sit here and figure out how we're going to fill the time and uh, yeah no it was great yeah. and it and it was beautiful and you even made an image with both of them in there with their names which that's what I'm awesome. saying it's a scrambling thing yeah. now in a perfect uh, world yeah I would have all of this stuff pre made ready to go so that that's in the event that need- it needed to be done then I would yeah. just have it to go to. We need you know, an intern because you don't have enough Super Don. There's not enough Super Don to go around. I'm just saying. And I'm so dumb. I swear. I keep adding more crap onto my plate like I'm <laughs> like, a, like a numb nut. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. you need help with your podcast? Of course, I'll help you. You know, and yeah. so, but I love to do it. And I'm doing it for a reason, you know, mm-hmm. and that's important what it is I'm yeah. doing it for. So well, I'm going to do I it anyway. But yeah. So if you guys want to find out about the upcoming events, as I said, upcoming events tab. At robertscottbell.com, there's the wellnessparenting.info, and that's the American Health and Freedom Summit, the 5th through the 8th in Orlando. And, of course, the next-steps.info, Tia's event that we'll be at in February, and you can use the code RSB10 to get discount tickets for that one. Uh, Let's see, do we have a story to wrap up uh, today's show? We do. Oh, this is a great story. You know, this is the kind of thing that when I'm 100, I want to be able to do, or maybe I'll still be kickboxing. But this is out of Connecticut. A woman just completed a 5K road race after turning 100. Mick Roberts is her name. She walks two to three miles a day. There's a picture of her. Uh, There's a little video of her, too. You can see her. And she's got she's on no medications. She's 100 and on no medications. And she's got a smile on her face. And how awesome is this? And she says, yeah, 5K road race was nothing. I'm, I'm used to walking that every day. And, and so... <laughs> I'm like, this is great. She was doing what? 18 minute miles or something at a hundred. I mean that you can do a mile or any miles at any pace is amazing. So she no medications. in 56 minutes, 3.1 mile course in 56 minutes. Um, so again, impressive. I would say uh, if she wants to live to 110 or 20, maybe she should get on cardio miracle, but I, who, who can argue with the success she's having? Look at her uh, on the video there. She's just doing all kinds of movement. Cal- That's a hundred. Movement is life, y'all. Keep moving. If you if you want to live healthily and happily into your elder years, keep moving. Keep walking. Keep dancing. Find a way to keep moving and smiling. Find something to be just joyous about in the midst of, yes, there are always things we can look at and go, oh, that's a bummer. But that's not where you want to focus your energy. And I think that it says Mick Roberts had her fair share of hardships. She lost the loves of her life, her husband, and two of her three sons. She even battled back after catching coronavirus, it says here. But she's healthy and happy, and and yeah, she's an inspiration. She's doing something right, huh? Yeah. uh, Look, I don't know. Not everybody plans to be here for that long, and it's okay. And, and, you know, I I don't think people want to be here hooked up to wires, but look at this lady. She's just going for it. It's amazing. That's That's an inspiration for sure. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Very cool. Hey, you know what we got? Just a sneak preview. We've been talking mm-hmm. behind the scenes, Super Don and me, and, and Super D's taking lead on this. There are apparently, unbeknownst to me, people out there that are still smoking and vaping that <laughs> maybe shouldn't be. And yeah. uh, we have. I, I think I think there probably are. Yeah. Um. Listen, you know, not everybody uh, just automatically uh, just walks in the door one day and just goes, oh, yeah. and they, the, the, an aura of all knowing of wellness and, and goodness and, and holistic, Look at our creaminess you, and, you know, whatever. I mean, it's you just like Italian hands moving yeah, everything. It's, you know, people have to get there from wherever mm-hmm. they're at. And yeah, do I think there might be some people that might be listening to this podcast or this mm-hmm. live uh, show or this, this video mm-hmm. that either a are smoking or vaping Mm-hmm. or know somebody that is smoking or vaping and they want to quit. And you corrected me. Cause I was like thinking vaping, isn't that what everybody's doing with CBD and THC? You're like, no, 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 The vast no. majority of people vaping are vaping nicotine. Technically, because- technically, yes. Some people, there are a certain number of people that, that do vape CBD yeah. uh, and THC. Um, but a, a lot of people, and I was they one quit. of them. I, when I quit smoking, smoking I went to vaping. Yeah. And at the time, Mm-hmm. Um, I know we got a good break here, but we got a, yeah. a minute here. Well, so we started a minute or so late, so we're okay. Go ahead. Uh, oh, that's true. So yeah. yeah, you know, at one time when vaping first came out, uh, it was being sold as a, a safer alternative, alternative to smoking. Well, and that depends on what you're vaping, I think. It, you know, technically it is better than smoking, but that would be like saying I can, I can uh, shoot you with a gun or stab you with a knife. Well, you know, but they're both going to hurt. One's worse than the other. Mm. Uh, so, but neither one is good for you. And as more and more, there's a growing body of science on vaping showing that vaping is worse than people thought it was. Now well, I've, quit, that, I've quit both personally. But the and, people vaping super D that you were telling me that are vaping nicotine because nicotine, they have, yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you know, the thing is, is nicotine, when you look at cigarettes is like the, the, the least, mm. <laughs> you know, terrible thing in, in, in tobacco when it comes to cigarettes, there's so many terrible things in it. So, you know, it was, the idea was let's vape nicotine. That way you're cutting out all of the other stuff. Something's playing in my ear now. What the heck is playing in my ear? I don't hear it. Yeah, Hold some on. website probably started an automatic video. Yeah, I got it here. Anyway. Okay. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and go to the break. We'll come back and talk about this. But I, I guess the point you were trying to make is that we're going to have kind of an, uh, a big announcement here. Around yeah, the and I'm hoping a couple because we've got some really good things I've been looking into for a, quite some time. And it's all been about both me and Super D not having as much enough time to figure out how to go forward with these things. And, and we're finally getting them together. So I'm excited about that. So we'll talk about that and more your questions and comments. If you have any in the chat room, check it out. robertscottbellcom slash listener on the various, uh, what we call social media. Shout out to our friends on UK health radio and, uh, back in about 60 seconds. And our viewers on rumble. Hello. Rumble Hooray. Right. We like rumbling with you. Thanks for being here. And thanks to all of our guests today. Awesome show. And uh, I'll just sign off, but we're going to be back in 60 seconds for those that are watching live or listening later. It'll be a blip and we'll be back because the power to heal is yours. Blip. (laughs) 
But no, just no, like, no, 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 no. I love music like that. You're just I mean, you know, like, everybody listens to this every day, even though they hear it every day mm-hmm. at the end of the show, they're still tapping their foot. It's fun. It's, yeah. It's fun music. Remember our heavy metal days. Those are gone. Huh? I know. Scolded. We got scolded for the heavy metal. And so we. Mickey friendly music. We tucked our tail and ran. Right. So we'll never talk about certain things. We, lost our, we lost our heavy metal street cred. Speaking of heavy metal, uh, yeah. just Metallica's going on tour. Metallica just, well, yeah, the tour's not happening for quite a while. Yeah. Like it'll be like right. next year or something like mm-hmm. that or the year after. But um, they dropped a, a new album with no hype or it was just like, boom, here's a new album. Which is really, I mean, it was kind of kind of interesting, and it um, have you dude, heard it's it? Pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. They had one, they one, um, one single that they've put out, I and it's heard very, that. very reminiscent of their uh, their older, their earlier days. Okay, it's uh, pretty good stuff. Son about it, he loves Metallica. Yeah, brand new Metallica it. album. Mm-hmm. All right, so Sherry, I love hearing other nurses that get this awesome. Yeah. Sherry, it was good. There's, you're not alone. You're not the only one. So there's a lot more joining us, which is great. Uh, let's see what other comments or things are coming through today. Oh, he said, Bolden, Michael Bolden says, I love it when super rants. <laughs> and now you're not super D or super Don. You're just super. I love it when super rants. You one, of these, one of these days I'm going to, mm-hmm. I know I've teased it before, but I'm, I still want to explore the idea of doing something myself. Mm-hmm. in the podcast realm kind of like what our friend uh leslie's doing very mm-hmm. soon here um she's going to be putting her podcast out on our podcast feed so if you are listening to the podcast now mm-hmm. our our humble as, as i would say as I'll, I'll i'll channel my inner robert scott bill our humble and lovable podcast uh, uh listeners Yes. Uh, coming up very soon, there's going to be an addition to the uh, podcast uh, family. Or I don't know. What would you call it? The podcast. The broadcast um, family. Bro- podcast broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie uh, Goody or Good yeah. Gazelle. Yeah. Um, she has a podcast that she's coming out with called Stay at Home Mom. And it's mm. kind of like it's, it's, um, it's like the the life of a stay at home mom in podcast form. And it's, it's really cool. And so we're going to start putting that out. You said it reminded you of Darla shine a little bit. It kind of does, but you know, go figure. I produced her show. So, you know, I, I'm kind of, I kind of have, you know, idea in my head of, you know, what things sound like and stuff like that. But yeah, it it reminds me of Darla. And, Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so if you're listening to this podcast right now and, uh, coming up, I, I, I want, I'm, thinking maybe we'll start like at the be- uh the beginning of, of the next week mm-hmm. like first of december okay ish um, yeah. yeah you you'll get to hear leslie's podcast nice we'll out there and then eventually i you know what i'm thinking is you know we're gonna we're gonna have leslie on there and then um you know then she'll probably want to do her own thing but right. we we want to introduce her to the, the listeners and see get, get some feedback see what you yeah. guys think awesome Steve says, aspire for a podcast empire. A podcast empire. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie has a random question. A friend just asked me about her daughter, 18 years old, who is a runner in college. She has a stress fra- fracture and asked what I'd recommend. Thinking comfrey. What else? Yes, comfrey, which is symphytum in homeopathic form. Do a comfrey poultice outside of the area of stress fracture. That would be ideal. 
And then from a nutrient perspective or mineral perspective, I would look into the, uh, uh, well, the silica, the alta silica and the sovereign copper. Both of those would be critical for recovery and strengthening the connective tissue for this 18-year-old with stress fractures. So uh, if you get the Alta Silica, which we get from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com and use the code RSB5 for anything, you get a discount as well when you go there. And in addition to the Comfrey, which is excellent, uh, look to use the Silicon or Silica, Alta, and the Bioactive Copper Hydrosol, which by the way, I just saw, this was the largest size, the 16 ounce that I have here. Apparently, they've just made available the 32 ounce. Cool. So it, it's even more cost effective now because I was going through the, the 16 ounces like there were nothing. So I'm glad we got the 32 ounce available as well. Uh, I did not know we would have that, but I'm glad it's finally here. So that's cool. What else? We were talking about the smoking cessation. Yeah. And, so coming yeah. up, coming up here uh, on the first. Mm-hmm. We're going to have something really cool that'll be an option for people who are looking at quitting smoking, um, but are maybe a little bit uh, either a um, worried about things like the gum and the patch because they do have nasty things in them. Um, this is going to be an all natural organic ingredients, organic, Check it um, out. It's clean option. It's yeah. Out. So we're excited about that, and we'll be talking more about that on the first. But I think it's it's really it's I mean it's perfect timing because what is it everybody tries everybody you know or a lot new of people in a way try and right? do it the first of the year mm-hmm. New Year's resolutions. Let's try and make a change. You know, it's a new year. Let's do something different. Um, and smoking, dude, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Having been through that before, uh, it sucks. It really does. It's not an easy thing to do. It is truly addictive. Um, not only physically, but psychologically too. And so, um, you know, anything that can help you uh, is a good thing. And if you can find something that's completely natural and organic, that's going to help you do that versus, you know, you know the, the other options. Yeah, you know, it's like people that take Shantix. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's one of the things that they push on people. You know, it's like, you know, you know it's the medication you take in, it'll make you not want to smoke. Yeah, it might make you want to kill yourself too. You know, it's like... You already feel that way when you're trying to quit smoking. You don't want to add more to that. So um, anyway, it's an exciting thing. And it's going to be in addition to the uh, the, the sponsorship uh, family of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Yeah. Well, we're excited about that. Also, yeah. I've been talking off and on for, gosh, at least a year now, maybe more. In fact, with Babry, who will get on the show, he's originally from Georgia. And I, and I joked about him when I was on stage at the Red Pill Expo, bringing him up. He's one of the sponsors of the Red Pill Expo. He's got this Folium PX, which is a phenomenal antioxidant. Uh, and, I, and the way I'm going to describe this, and I think it, it, for those old enough to note, remember Chernobyl, I would say a Chernobyl-level antioxidant. Does that make sense when I say that, Super D? For our generation, when you say a Chernobyl-level antioxidant, what would you think? Something really amazing. Cause Serious, yeah. You have the counter, right? That's Serious. heavy-duty stuff. Ionizing radiation, et cetera. And this has been very validated, peer-reviewed publications and everything on this. And so uh, working on it, I'm going to be this, um, uh, the second, Friday the 2nd, is a, a big fundraiser for the Children's Health Defense and Bobby Kennedy. And I'm going to be there at Tony O'Donnell's beautiful house with Katie. And they're just wonderful people. 
And uh, it's a lot to put on, but they're putting on a wonderful event. And it looks like, I was asking Tony, you want me to go on and talk about it more? No, don't talk about it. There's enough, there's too many people already, <laughs> which is a good <laughs> thing. A good problem to have happen. He might have to get, rent a big tent to fit everybody. I don't know. Uh, right. But it looks like it's going to be a wonderful event. And I just heard that our friend Lisa Hill from Silver Right Global and, and our Cardio Miracle will also be there, which is cool. And a lot of friends I'll probably see that I haven't seen in a while. And uh, Babry is going to, I'm going to, he, he lives down there in that area. So I'll see him and he might be at that event as well. So we might be able to do something on Friday from that uh, actual, from his home. We might have to introduce something like that. So good stuff that's happening. And I, you know, I vet these things. It takes a long time for me to go, you know, how long did Cardio Miracle, you know, go try to, Hey, Robert, check us out. Mm -hmm. And it took a while. Uh, but I'd rather take the time to review it and really go down deep to, to make sure we're bringing you only the best, honestly. And you know that if you're, you're with us for a while. So um, that's exciting coming up too. Yep. All right. What else we got? Nothing else? I think that's it. Now, coming up here um, just in less than half an hour, you're going to be doing a pre-record for Sunday show. Oh, right. We got... At Alex Newman? Alex Newman, yes. Very cool. And Alex is one of those guys that is so dude's well. A, dude's a brainiac, man. He's so smart, so, so eloquent. Well yeah. You know, he's, um, man, what, he's with, uh, I think he writes for the New American. Mm -hmm. And what else? What, what was the other outlet that he's, he does uh, stuff on? Oh, I don't remember either. But, dude, dude, every time he writes something, I know it's solid. Oh, the Epic Times. Epic Times as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll so good, you'll, good you're going to be recording with him. He'll be our guest on Sunday show. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. What else is in the uh, chat room? Anything else, y'all? Here we go. Any other uh, questions, comments coming in as we wrap up today's broadcast? Four guests we had on today. Four guests. I don't even know how that happens. How is that possible? That is all I've got, sir. Oh, I remember. Yeah, Bolden used to smoke. He said it wasn't easy, but he quit years ago. Yeah, it's it's tough. And so, you know, if you yourself are trying to quit, um, mm -hmm. know that you've got some friends here <laughs> that will support you. Um, then, and we've got something that we think you should try. Uh, and if you're really truly trying to quit, I mean, you're willing to try anything. Um, and this is this is a good option for you. And if you if you don't smoke yourself, but you want to help somebody out. Somebody that you know uh, that is trying to quit. People are trying to quit all the time. Fortunately, there are less people that are smoking cigarettes now than like ever in history. Mm -hmm. So it's it's dwindled down and dwindled down. But um, like Robert was saying, you know, now we've got a problem with people vaping. People vaping all over the place, all the time, all over the place. And um, unfortunately, it's even even though you can say that, yeah, well, it's better. Mm -hmm. It's still bad. Well, and I, I it, it can still give you, you know, disease, you know, all kinds pretty, of health problems. There are just like anything, a wide variety of qualities in terms of vapes too. Like we've talked about, um, like the American spirit tobacco. Remember when I used to talk to Jerry Doyle about yeah. this? And I said, if you're going to smoke, use organic tobacco that hasn't got all those. Right. Added, right? And I did that. I did that towards the end. And, and that was yeah. a step in the right direction. I think in vaping too, the quality of ingredients differs. Right, you can find some that are truly all organic. Don't have the well. You've got two different kind of base, base, uh, you know, uh, um, substances mm -hmm. in vaping. You've got uh, uh, vegetable glycerin, 
yeah. and propylene glycol. Right. And we would refer okay. vegetable glycerin. Vegetable glycerin is going to be better. Than pro but the, the problem that you run into is not the, that substance, mm -hmm. but nobody, very few people will go out and just vape vegetable glycerin with nicotine in it. Mm -hmm. they, they go for the, the big thing is the flavors the f quote flavored and it's the the stuff in the uh the, the chemicals that they put in there for the flavorings quote, that is causing the problem mm -hmm. so it is a problem um and so anything you can do to quit you, you probably should you know mm -hmm. the more we find out about this the stuff especially with the vaping the the, yeah. the worse the news seems to be getting Sherry says, I'm shocked at how many people still smoke around their kids. Yeah, well. Did, were you ever, did you ever hear parents that did this? They smoked, but they didn't want their kids to smoke. So when they were really young, they made them smoke a cigarette so they'd get sick and never do it again. <laughs> smoke, a, yeah, smoke a bunch of them so they made them sick. Yeah, right. absolutely. And that's, yep. I mean, that's like, that's a Gen X thing, I think, you know? It is, yeah. That you never do that blank again. Right. Yeah. Uh, DJ Katie says she detoxed and stopped smoking at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. You know what? For me, yeah. I quit. I quit uh, just mm -hmm. quit uh, the vaping cold turkey. Yeah. And it sucked. Wow. But yeah. it was just, I was just in a place. I don't know if you've ever done that where you've had something that, you, you know, it's like, it's really hard to stop doing something. And then there's like some one day just comes along. You're just like, you know yeah. what? Today's the day I'm going to do it. And and you you managed to do it. Well, I had that experience that's, that's you know, with, with uh, alcohol, you know, growing up in the South, we drank before we were allowed to, it, you know, beer was the thing. But when I was 19 at first year university, six months into it, I'm like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it, but it wasn't like a conscious decision. It was like, well, it's not interesting anymore. I, you know, it, it was, I can't explain it for me. It was a spiritual thing ultimately, but it was like, oh, it's not, it doesn't appeal to me anymore. Before that, it was like, hey, it's fun to go out, da, 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 you know. No, it wasn't. I'm like, I'm done. I don't do it just to do it. So there you go. Uh, Chris says, uh, RSB Folium PX as a chelator of heavy metals and radioactive isotopes is listed on my detox, he says, his blog. Chris, because it's a good product and it's validated. I've just been, you know, going back and forth with Babry. We want to get them on and also, you know, as we always find out, there's ways to get a little bit of a discount for everybody. So when you get it, uh, you'll have a code to do that as well. I think we'll offer that with the smoking cessation product too, that organic option. Uh, so that's cool. Always uh, looking for good stuff. Leslie, her parents smoked in the house growing up, but I've never been a smoker of any kind. I had some of my friends whose parents smoked and they smoked everywhere in the house. You'd walk into their house and it was like, Oh my God, mm -hmm. it's horrible. And as a smoker, you become nose blind to, mm -hmm. uh, to all of those smells. And it's not until you quit mm -hmm. and then you're around somebody who smokes and you just go, Whoa, is that what yeah. I smelled like? Oh, it's terrible. Wow. Absolutely terrible. Hmm. Yuckity yuck. Of course, you know, back when I was smoking, I would have told you to go jump in a lake, you know, because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> right. it truly is, is an addiction. It really is. Leslie says her mom quit and celebrated one full year this month at 69 years of age. So proud of Excellent. her. Yeah. Excellent. Leslie, Excellent. we're proud of her too. Tell her. We love that. That's, That's great. quite the accomplishment. DJ Katie quit in a way you don't like, but she used coffee enemas to detox. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, if you want to, you know, if your, uh, if your back hurts, just smash your thumb with a hammer, right? You know? That's not the same hey, thing. I forgot all about my back. Unbelievable. You know? Every time you want to smoke, you just kind of. 
Oh, speaking of that, yeah. Um, um, let's let's look at the uh, poll real quick, and then we we should probably take a quick break before Alex Newman wants to connect and record. Oh, that's bottom of the hour. It's like fifteen minutes from now. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it. Yeah. What's the poll question? All right. So the poll question, just to remind you, and this was from a uh, a listener mm-hmm. who wrote in with some concerns about the topic that we were talking about. And yeah. was hesitant to share the show with friends. So I put it out there. It was actually the listener suggested I do the poll of the day. So that's the reason why I did this. Okay. So the question is, uh, would you hesitate to share our show with your friends if we did a segment on urine therapy? And your choices were OMG, yes, yuck, <laughs> or no, you guys can talk about all therapies. And it was not sure. And so, Robert, what do you think the result was? Well, the, the, the question that you asked, I'm wondering if people are going to be confused, is that are we going to do a segment every day on urine therapy versus... Well, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. I don't think right. they care. So, what I do don't think? know. I think, I think, no, you guys can talk about all therapies is going to be the winner. I hope. You hope? <laughs> I hope by a large margin. Well, there you go. Hey, yay! 78%. Almost 79%. Look at that. You know how to round up? So we got 10% that said uh, that we that they would hesitate to share the show. Okay. And 11%. Uh, and 11% not sure. All right. Well, it's still, it's fun to get that kind of feedback. And I appreciate that. I'm glad most of y'all are like, y'all can talk about whatever therapies you want. I'm thinking mm-hmm. that maybe we could maybe start the, sh- if we're going to talk about something like that, very, you know, mm-hmm. sensitive, yeah. then we could, we could do like. Uh, the following program may contain topics you might find icky yucky or grody to the max <laughs> listener discretion is advised <laughs> do, you th- that? do you think that would uh do you think that would maybe make this this listener feel better if we did that but it's not every day that we do that so that would only be like no, if- but okay. but you know if we just we had like a disclaimer there it would say you know you might you might think this is kind of yucky hmm. i don't know i mean i want to be sensitive to p i don't want to be like oh well screw you we don't care what you th- how you feel yeah. But at the same time, you know, I mean, it's like, we're going to do what we're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Anyway, that's the poll. Um, we appreciate your, your suggestions, your input, your constructive criticism always. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep, keep them coming in. And uh, I think we're going to take off now, eh? Yeah. Eh? And uh, we'll, we'll be we'll back. on the record button, right? Yeah. Yeah, in the record only. So we'll be back tomorrow, and we'll have guests tomorrow. I don't know who we're having tomorrow. Somebody. Tomorrow's tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Maybe we'll have Ty. We be scheduled unless Ty shows up. Yeah. Slacker. All right, man. Have a good day, guys. Appreciate you. Appreciate appreciate you being here, Robert. Do you have anything to say? No, I, I'll just say thank you to Emily and Cammy. Yes. And, and and thanks again. And Brian. And, and Brian Ashley. and Ashley. Uh what a what an amazing show we had today. A lot to cover and good stuff. So I had Brian was on three times. I, I thought it was a second time. See? Yeah, you blew it, man. Me and Fauci can't remember a thing. That's right. All right. I'm sorry I said that. Anyway, y'all. See you guys tomorrow, God willing, less than twenty two hours from now. And uh we'll meet you, Super D back in the recording session in about ten minutes. All right. See you guys Thank later. You.